right, you ready to get started? Sure. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Woodscast. For some fucking reason, we're still doing this. Uh, I am Justin, coming to you from Chicago land. With me, per the usual, is my younger brother, Shay. What's going on, Shay? You tell me the Constitution where it says I have to wear a mask to protect anybody. Uh, we will get there. Um, actually, it does not. It also doesn't say you have to wear pants, either. I know, exactly. Um, That's my point. But uh, also, the, and, you know, this is a little bit of a side note. I always love it when people say, yeah, show me the Bible. Like, well, <laughs> like well, I give a fuck about what the Bible says. And the Bible doesn't say shit about light bulbs either, but you're pretty cool with those, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, hey, our cars. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. Calm the fuck down. Antibiotics. Yeah, calm the fuck down. Let that guy kiss that guy. Calm the fuck down. Um, all right, so this is the podcast where I lose my outline almost constantly. Here it is. Uh, this is a podcast where uh, two dudes who were told we were brothers, uh, we drink way too much. And we scream into the abyss about things and annoy us, uh, and that's how we get through life right now. Uh, there's nothing else to do. Um, I'm pretty sober right now. How are you doing? Uh, I'm working on my second beer. Like we were discussing in the green room before the show, right? Uh, where the racist stuff happens, where we say yeah, all the yeah. Well, that's where stuff. that's where we t- that's where we say all the really racist shit yeah. that we can't have get out there for chance of our future political careers. Although I don't know, man, it seems to have helped Donald Trump become president. But to be yeah. super, we're going to talk but... about Donald Trump's racist uh, tendencies today. It's getting yeah, a bit but uh, yeah, right. But uh, big like uh, you know, big cleaning out the garage, and we got a sweet dumpster full of dead mice in front of the house that we're making real, our cool, neighbors real cool. happy with. I'm sure. So. Cool. cool. Um, so I had a couple beers while I was working on that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we took last week off. Uh, I think we had to do some work on some video games. I had a lot of shit yep. I needed to do in Destiny. I believe you're playing uh, Last of Us Part Two. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It's yeah. so good. Um, I need to put in some work on Doom Eternal. I know this isn't like, you know. It's on sale now, and I keep thinking about buying it, but I've never good. finished the fucking first one. First one's good. Second one's good. Like, they create a story out of fucking nowhere with the Doom guy, and it's fun. Yeah. Fun shit. Um, the other one, I, I, I uh, just I just snagged it off eBay. Have you heard of Maneater? Have you, you seen this? Uh, oh, the one where you're a shark? Yeah, so you yeah, play as, yeah, that shit's fun. You, you play as a baby bull shark and gets cut out of your mom's belly, and then you spend the rest of the game trying to level up, grow bigger, and go kill the guy that killed your mom. So I was like, oh, I'm all about this. And then it got great reviews. Like, everybody yeah. who's played it was like, this is fun as shit. Go buy this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I got that I got that in the mail. So we gotta, I'll, I'll give you an update on that. Um. All right. Weekly numbers. Let's start this out. Okay, first of all, we are recording this with Hell's State. Today is Monday, July 6th. Um, this is, as you said, we just started uh, drinking. Got about two beers in. We're, we're relatively sober, as the Woods cast goes. Uh, we are on the 1,263rd day of the Trump administration. Uh, Shay, it's been 755 days since Donald Trump took away all of North Korea's nukes. That's, that situation's completely solved. Um, it's been 201 days uh, since Donald Trump was impeached. It's been uh, 151 days since he was acquitted. Uh, we got 120 days till the election, and we are now in the 117th day of a global pandemic. I completely forgot. Like, I was looking at the calendar to put those dates in today, and he was acquitted on, like, uh, February 6th, and he, it was declared a global pandemic March third, uh, March 11th. I'm sorry. I did not realize there was like 32 days between when he got acquitted and we went into a global pandemic. That that, that nice. timeline seems insane to me. Like looking back at it on a calendar, but that's how it happened. 
I mean that, that yeah, that that's a real good good. Like I guarantee you, there's somebody in there who's like, all right, so this isn't the pandemic's not. I'm not guys. I'm not saying this thing is good, yeah. but I am saying no one's talking about this impeachment anymore. Right, right. So let's leverage that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, let's let's just let's just ride this out, and see where it goes. Yeah, let's see that. Oh, yeah, we'll just feel this one out. And and then now they're like, man, we really shouldn't have seen where this one goes. Yeah, damn, <laughs> this sucks. Um, so speaking of the pan- global pandemic, COVID-19, uh, we ha- currently in the United States have over 3 million cases. Uh, we've had over 3,200, uh, well, I'm sorry, 132,678 deaths. That's when I checked it this morning. It's probably a couple hundred higher. Uh, that translates to about um, a little over 44 9 or 33,169 Benghazis, um, which uh, basically means if uh, Donald Trump was a Democrat, we would be in our 132nd year of uh government um house oversight hearings about how hillary clinton let 14 people die yeah um as far as the trump thing goes um we're basically fucked uh it's um trump and covid basically fucked there's nothing but record numbers of new cases from texas florida arizona uh we did not flatten the curve we have more new cases per per day now than before the peak before we shut down um, the Trump administration is uh, saying that they test too much. Uh, did you see this awesome tweet from uh, our fearless leader here? Uh, no, I don't. I, I actually don't follow his Twitter. If it doesn't get filtered down through me through other media, I never see any of his fucking tweets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, every my now, blood pressure can't fucking handle <laughs> right. that. Well, it, it's just amazing to me, and, I, and I'll, I'll talk to you about. Like, I'll mention why this is amazing to me because I've had so many people try to tell me, like, um, and you know them. Their name is, um, you know, Ron Blevins, um, and they. Want want me to admit that Donald Trump saved a bunch of lives? And this was the tweet he did on July Fourth, by the way. So while we are celebrating our independence, Donald Trump picked up his fucking iPhone and tweeted this out. He says, "Cases, cases, cases. If we didn't test so much um, and so successfully, we would have very few cases. If you test forty thousand people, you are going to have many cases that, without testing, like other countries, would not show up every night on the fake evening news." Uh, in a certain way, our tremendous testing success gives fake news media what they want, cases. In the meantime, deaths are an all-important mortality, uh, mortality rate goes down, and we don't hear about that from the fake news, uh, and you will never. Anybody need, a ventil- uh, anybody need any ventilators? <clears throat> so, Shay, if you don't test, uh, if you don't take a pregnancy test, you will not get pregnant. That is uh, how if that you, logic If you goes. don't put someone on trial for murder, you don't, you don't have any murderers. They did not get a murder. Yeah, this is yeah. the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And um, a lot of people have tried to tell me that Donald Trump saved us by doing all this testing. But, like, right now, they're testing facilities that they close down after two hours because they don't have enough people. Um, I was just watching the news today before we got on. And apparently in Arizona, um, the uh, they were only allowed to take a certain number of people for testing because they only had a certain number of supplies. And the testing started at 8 o'clock. They ended at 8.02. Like, it was like the, they just counted the first 100 cars and that was it. People stayed out there all night. So, like, we're not testing. Uh, fucking souse on fire. Um, but I guess we should just suck and fuck our way through the 4th of July. It'll be fine. Yeah. And um, uh, some funny stuff here. Uh, well, and the Trump administration is shaping their new, they're, they're going to pivot to just, we got to deal with it. Like, we're not going to shut the government down. They're not shutting anything down again. Because what we really have done is just, and is we, we took the worst hit of the economic part and did nothing to fix the COVID part. Yeah. So, so we just fucked the economy, and we have more cases. Uh, I mean, sorry, the seven-day average is higher now than it was before the shutdown because we just don't give a shit. 
my favorite thing about the uh, about the resurgence is just because I keep seeing these blurbs from uh, all these all these governors and shit. You know, a month and a half ago, we're talking about how like, oh, we need to reopen. You know, right? It, it'll be fine. You know, this is that we're gonna take precautions. A bunch of you bunch of liberals cry too much, and then like, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you know, because my roommates will have the news on a lot, and I'll walk in there to get a coke or something, and I'll see like the governor of Florida be like, well, maybe if I opening early wasn't as advisable, we may have to draw back some of our precautions. <laughs> so that was, oh yeah, basically being like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, they, they decided, like, they were under a lot of pressure from, from Donald Trump. And the, and the one I keep hearing from um, uh, um, Ron uh, Blevins is that, you know, Donald Trump saved millions of Americas by, by Americans by cutting off travel to China. And I was like, okay, yeah, he probably prevented, like, 100 cases doing that. But, first of all, any American citizen in China could fly home because that's how the Constitution works. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of exemptions. Like, he didn't exempt a lot of Europeans. Um, FYI, Americans aren't allowed to travel to Europe right now. Um, do you remember when that that happened under Obama? Shay? do you remember when Europe said, "Fuck no, we're not letting Americans into to um, to Europe because you all are dirty bastards who don't wash your asses." I sure do, just because both sides are exactly the same. Yeah, exactly, but yeah, like everybody wants me to like suck Donald's dick because he did this fucking um, you know travel ban to China, and but that was at the beginning of um that was in the beginning of march we did absolutely nothing here we are in july we still can't test people we got cases going through the fucking roof donald trump says it's not a big deal kimberly fucking gilfor uh donald trump jujin's girlfriend she she just tested positive that's hilarious i mean donald trump's safe because he doesn't spend any time around his son he hates his son and just yeah. you know donald trump jr just wants to hear him say i love you once but it won't happen now it's just insane. I don't know. I'm 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 just I my anxiety is all over the place because I watch the news and they're like, you know what? We're just gonna have to s- stick it out. I'm like, how many fucking Americans do we need to sacrifice at the fucking altar of, um, you know, Applebee's to make this a thing? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't fucking get it. Anyway, everybody, sorry about your grandma. She's gonna die. Yeah, but uh, uh, Ruckers is gonna reopen. Yeah, so it'll be yeah. Fun. Fucking Cracker Barrel is gonna be there. That's cool. Yeah. And like you said earlier, now and now we've got all these fucking um, mouth-breathing mongoloids that are protesting wearing a mask from this. You know, West Virginia just regulate uh, made it a mandate, and now I have loved watching people melt down about this. Yeah. Um, WSAZ.com, everybody. Oh, you, go to Facebook, go to the WSAZ.com, read the amazing. comments. Amazing. I one of the main reasons I still have a Facebook beyond swapping funny memes is to watch stuff like this. So, you know, here in Colorado, the man, the mask, or, or, or Boulder County, at least, I don't know about the whole state, the mandatory mask thing has been uh, more or less since the beginning. Like, yeah, here too. Yeah, right but right around the time when they, they transitioned from, hey, masks don't really help. And this is an important point I think a, a lot of crazy dum-dums will make. Like, well, originally they said masks don't help. And the reason they said that was because what they, what they were saying was masks don't help you yeah yeah from getting the disease because most people don't know how to handle a medical mask right. they touch the front they readjust it you know like if you're in an they, or they and take your mask it off falls, smoke a cigarette put it back yeah on. yeah that they're they're if you're in an or or something and the surgeon needs their mask adjusted somebody with sterile gloves does it they never yeah. touch their own mask yeah. and that was the point and then somehow that got and then and then they found out you could spread it by breathing on people mm-hmm. or at least they were 
you know, they're like, oh, well, if you wear a mask, it won't protect you, but it'll protect other people. So that's a good thing to do. And now everyone's like, well, first they said they didn't help. Now they say to do, which is it? And I'm like, it's I, it's very clearly laid out. I don't understand where you don't understand, you don't get this. Yeah, um, the, one of the talking points I get left and right is it's not Donald Trump's fault because, you know, five weeks ago, Dr. Fauci said, it's not going to be a big deal. We won't have to wear masks. I was like, but finish that quote. Because he said, it's not a big deal. We won't have to wear masks. But that situation can change any day now. Yeah. You know, finish that fucking quote. Because, you know, it's kind of one of those things where um, it, it's, it, you know, yeah, we're comparing apples to racist oranges. But we'll get to the racist oranges later. Um, but, you know, it's people that are like, well, you know who started the um, the, uh, the uh, KKK? Democrats. I was like, okay, yeah. Those Democrats, which are Dixiecrats, which because the Southern strategy is a fucking thing. You know, that, that whole Southern switch happened in the, in the 60s in the Civil Rights era. How about we look about who's supporting the KKK now? Like, yeah. today. You know, because it's certainly not fucking Democrats. It's not fucking Antifa. You know? Yeah. Calm down. All right. So that's that's going to be a shit, uh, shit storm we got to sit through. Um, polls. we got a bunch of polls. They're fun. Um, of course, Shay, they're always right. Of course. Right. Um, ask President Clinton, right? Uh, hur, hur, hur. Yeah. I wish I could hit everybody that did that I, I get Facebook. so bad when people say stuff because it's because I, I feel like uh, whenever somebody I'm talking to about polls and they always you know lay out the qualifier in it and it goes without saying that any time you lead a poll that's like as of right now if the election yeah. was right now that would be what's going to go down. This is the moment right now, or even not then because what there's about a week between when they pub they get the result they get the info and then they publish the results from a pollster yeah a uh, couple days it's not like yeah. it's they don't do the poll and put it up same day is my point usually oh no um, no, no, no 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 and uh yeah and people are like well they, well they said that uh hillary clinton was gonna win i was like well no they said it was like if this and this this happens she's gonna lose real hard that's exactly what happened i fucking yeah I, like, like I don't even look at individual on. polls anymore. I just look at aggregate polls, but because that's yeah. cause, mainly because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about aggregate polls and individual polls here in a second. But yeah, I always like the people like yeah, uh, five thirty eight said Hillary Clinton had a seventy five percent chance that she was going to win. It's like, what does that also mean? It means there's a twenty five percent chance she would lose, which is not zero. Yeah. Like okay, okay. I don't. I, it makes me so mad now. If the polls were like, yo, ninety eight percent chance she's going to win or lose, well, even then, that's still not because there's still a small chance she could lose. Like, I fucking... Oh, it makes me so yeah, fucking Yeah, there was... Um, Justin, I'm terrible at math, and I understand how those numbers right. work. Right, and I actually just... I just kind of went back and forth with a fraternity brother of mine on Facebook because one of our buddies, a mutual fraternity brother um, and friend, he posted he a post, a uh, comment. He's basically said, like, hey, everybody, like, why do you guys think that your gut is better than statistical polling averaged out over, you know, several weeks or whatever? You know, is it because you don't agree with the polling and therefore it has to be wrong? And then, like, a couple of people chimed in. They're like, well, polling is wrong. And I think I know what's really going on. I was like, did you guys not read? Like, you guys are proving his point. Like, you're not arguing against it. But they want, they had that air like they were arguing a very analytical point against yeah. what he was saying. But I was like, no, 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 you idiots are just a, you know, you proved his point by what you said. And I asked him, I kept asking him over and over again. I was like, hey, you you, you guys know that you can look up. Because they were like, well, they don't tell you the full data or the methodology. I was like, no, they absolutely do. That's part of the whole process. You just got to go to a different website and look it up. And it's like a 64-page PDF of, like, all their methodology, how they gathered the data, how they, you know. Which none of you assholes are going to read, so why are you complaining that it's not there? Right. Well, this one guy was an accountant, so I think he felt like he was going to, like, you know, crunch the numbers. And he was like, well, see, here." Basically, yeah. And he was like, we'll see here. 
it shows that they only did it this way, which clearly puts in a bias at the start. I was like, right, they all have a bias, and that's why you can compare two polls against each other. They can show you how, over the last five years, what the percentage of their correct, you know, how close were they to the actual outcome, and then you even can get an aggregate of how far they have a bias. Like, this one poll is like, that's why if these two polls, and I listed two polls, like, this one has a R plus .3 bias, and this one has an R plus 5.4 bias. Like, if they give me different results, I'm going to go with the one that has the less bias, and, you know, this is probably the best guess. And he was like, well, I guess you're right when you put it that way. Like it's the only fucking what do you way mean to put when you it? put it that way when yeah. the objective fact exists uh, in reality. It was, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. I, I, I guess he wanted me to say, like, yeah, you're right. Polling is all flawed. But I even pointed out, I was like, okay, he was like, yeah, well, there's a lot of ways you can manipulate that. I was like, wait, wait, wait hold on. You're going to go out on a limb and tell me that questions written by humans, delivered by humans to humans to ask humans what they think could be manipulated somehow? Get out. Don't, you don't say. It's almost like there's an entire branch of science called psychology that figures that fucking shit out. Yeah. That's, that, it, I like it, too, when you start getting into with people like, well, okay, pay, or you'll see a poll, and it'll ask a question in a very leading way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's not, you know, I don't have any examples in front of me. Well, I'll get um, an example. You see, you, know, you see that all the time. You'll have a question that is phrased in a way that it will it, not everyone but some people will definitely read it interpret it a specific way and answer a certain way and uh and then you, you'll point out like well this poll says this i'm like well yeah but that poll's garbage look at this question this question and this question and they go well, okay i guess that's a good point no it's not no it is a good point shut up uh i've got a poll uh i've got a great example of this uh i will read it to you but i want to show you my screen just so you know how awesome this is um this is the poll I'm looking at right now. This is a Trump 2020 poll, and it's just titled Official 2020... Tr uh, my, I have an, a browser that makes it, turns Trump to Trump, but um, Official tw uh, 2020 Trump versus Democrat poll, and it asks hard-hitting questions like, who would you rather see fix the nation's shattered immigration policies, President Trump or a MS-13-loving Democrat? <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. Now, this, this is from the this is from the administration. This is his actual fucking campaign. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is an actual campaign, and I know this shit's out there. I just googled it. I, I've been to this. Well, page they don't. I, 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 I don't even think they attend. Was when you're doing that, they're just doing that because they know boomer. That'll like boomers will laugh and click oh, yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> well, they'll laugh, but at the dude, end, MS-13 is such a boogeyman for for super rich old white dudes. It's hysterical. Oh, yeah. And, and that's bottom, not to say it's not a, a legit horrible oh, no. organization that's killed oh. lots of people, but it is not the Illuminati like they make it out to be. Right. And, and like, I don't even consider this a poll because you can't submit your results without donating to, donating to the campaign. So that's how they get. Basically, what this is, is they to ask boomers a lot of questions that make them feel good about how America was in the 1950s. Yep. And then you get their name, number, email and zip code. And it just feeds information into their, you know, their what they called what they called the Death Star. Remember, that's what Pascal says that their digital um, their digital arm of the campaign is now. It's like a Death Star. Well, it really fucking missed out or. Uh, not Adderall, Adderon when uh, they did that Tulsa rally, didn't it? Fucking 7,000 people in that stadium. <clears throat> Alderon. Alderon, thank you. I knew I was fucking that up. Motherfucker. I don't know. But here's, 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 I just, I mean, I just want to read a couple of these. Who would you rather handle our nation's economy, President Donald Trump or a radical socialist Democrat? <laughs> um, uh, here you go. Who would you believe, uh, who, who do you believe will always put America first, President Donald Trump or a sleazy Democrat? 
the fuck? Like, why do you, who do you believe will keep their promises? Donald Trump, a lying Democrat. Like, that's the fucking option. It's just, so those are, that's a very hyperbolic uh, example of what you're talking about. But it's easy to write leading questions, yeah. It's very easy. Um, But, um, okay, so actually, let's talk about polls. So um, Gallup, uh, he's a negative 16 in Gallup, which is pretty, he's 38 over 57, uh, disapprove, approve. Um, 538 has him at negative 15.2. And real clear politics has him at negative fourteen point two. That's almost like double what it was a couple months ago when we were talking. When I was yeah. reading these numbers out to you, um, uh, of course, national polling doesn't fucking matter. It's all about the electoral college because we're dumb. We have a dumb system to protect small ass states from big scary democratic states. But the battleground states that we've been talking about, you know, the five that flip from. Obama to Donald Trump are, of course, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida, right? So here we go. Yeah. Florida, Biden plus five. Michigan, Biden plus 7.5. Excuse me. I pounded these, these fucking Sam Adams, and they're just coming right back up. Hmm? Burp. Um, <laughs> burp. Um, all right. So Florida fi- uh, plus five. Uh, Michigan, uh, Biden plus 7.5. Uh, Ohio, it's a dead dead tie right now. You've got Pennsylvania is Biden plus seven, and then Wisconsin is Biden plus 6.5. So in the battleground states, he's up, which um, in Florida, the Florida is the one that kind of startles everybody. Like there was one poll where he was up by almost 10, and nobody's up by 10 in Florida. It's usually a very, you know, close race. The interesting things are other states that people don't really see as swing states, but are now. So like Arizona, Biden's up by three and a half. This one surprises the shit out of me. North Carolina, Biden's up by three. And that's these are real clear politi- politics averages. This is not just one poll out of the gate. This is their average polling. So yeah, I mean Texas, he's only uh, Trump's only up by two. I mean, right now Biden is probably in the best uh, place to take the election with COVID making Donald Trump look dumb. Uh yeah, I it's I it always cracks me up when people uh will talk about how they just don't think Biden can win. I just don't understand where that logic comes from. It's like there's already a goofy ass old white dude in the White House that says and does dumb shit sometimes. Like what we you know, know you guys are cool with it. You know you guys are cool with it, so why are you so surprised that Joe Biden's polling well? Like yeah. I like he's like I <laughs> it kills me. Like I it just seems to make sense that people especially now I wonder if he would be polling as well if everything wasn't going on right now. Probably not. I I have listened to some pretty what I consider intelligent people that you know, can read the tea leaves. And some of them had said that Biden would probably be in not as in as good of a position as he is right now. Oh, let's be clear. Sans- Most of these numbers will revert closer to the mean as we yeah, get closer yeah. to the election. But without COVID, the, um, so the, the, the main sticking point is that if Donald Trump had had the economy he had in January of 2020, sans COVID, could he have just coasted on that to re-election? The answer is yes, but there were also a lot of indicators that we were slipping into a recession regardless, uh, and the COVID just really just made it just tank a lot faster than it was going to. So the um, the indicators that would have said great economy would have been harder to pick out of the noise of like shit. We got more unemployment, all this thing for him to do leading up. So um, on top of that, the same people say that Biden doesn't have the 
the how do you want to say like the anti-emotion that that Trump has. So like when we, when it was Hillary Clinton and, and and Trump, there were so many people. I mean, fuck uh, our buddy Barry. Our buddy Barry was one of. Them, was like I hate Hillary Clinton. Like he voted for Trump just because he hated Hillary Clinton that much. So the Clintons, because of the you know, maybe you think she does fucking uh, sacrifice children and drink their blood, but like that is a byproduct of the Rush Limbaugh crowd being after. The Clintons, mainly Bill Clinton, since the you know the fucking late eighties, you know, just mm-hmm. constant. And so Hillary Clinton had such had the ability to generate such a negative emotion about her that it was able to be like, well, I don't like Hillary Clinton, and you could either say like, well, I'm just not going, I'm going to stay home, or mm-hmm. I'll give Donald Trump a shot because what what could fuck it up even more, right? But Biden, I mean, there are people who legitimately, I know a few people who legitimately still will say. Uh, Clinton is evil and would have made a worse president. But most of the people I know who voted like that, who are like, well, I hate Hillary Clinton and her family has a track record. I don't agree with Donald Trump has no track record. So that's better than a shitty track record. I'll vote for him. A lot of those people that I know personally, I mean, keeping in mind, Colorado, where I live on the front range is pretty liberal, um, are now like, okay, that was a mistake. I'm an asshole. I will vote for literally whoever the Democrats put up this year because I I said, how could it be worse? And that's exactly what you say in a horror movie before your chest explodes from behind. Like, it just got worse. Like, I know a lot of people are in that boat. Yeah, exactly. Well, now who's king shit at Turd Mountain? Right, and I mean, our buddy Barry, like he, 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 like that was his his opinion, and he was like, I just can't stand Hillary Clinton. And then after I don't know six or seven months of Donald Trump, he, I think he was a registered Democrat, just or I'm sorry, registered Republican from way back. And he changed his registration. He's, I was like, okay, great, that's not that's not good, you know. Uh, I didn't really wanted you to change your you know your your status. You could just you know not vote for Trump next year, but he uh, registered re-registered. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, and it's also going to be hard for Donald Trump to run on the, Hey, give me a break. What, what do you got to lose ticket when we've got three and a half years of him? Just like, just screwing a pooch real good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then all, and then doing it real hard right before the election. Cause that's the one thing is I'll be curious to see. I mean, COVID's not going to go anywhere. Um, but I'll, I'll wonder how, uh, like all the protests and rioting will still be in the forefront of people's minds come November. I, um, well, I've heard this from two different people. Uh, Sam Cedar said it and uh, for, for not academic reasons, for economic reasons. And, um, our buddy, uh, Robert Evans, um, from behind the bastards, he said it for economic and just basic, uh, humanitarian reasons. He's, they both said, watch out for the end of August, because at the end of August, all of these unemployment extensions and rent, um, subsidy things and all all, all of the they go away that, right yeah all the band-aids that the federal government has slapped on this covid economic crisis will disappear and there's also now i don't know shit about this sam cedar was talking about it but it was there were a lot of loan uh stimulus loan packages and things like that that were rolled out at the beginning of the year and the loan agreements changed a lot first so that like your interest rates change a lot so all these people that got a bunch of like dirt cheap money to start businesses and do all this shit um, their interest rates are going to like you know skyrocket here pretty soon. In a global pandemic, where you know at best restaurants are open at you know fifty percent capacity, things like that. So in uh, and Robert Evans says like yeah, I would pay attention to August because in August when everybody uh, when everybody's unemployment dries up and your your rent suspension is expired or whatever, um, whatever it is from state to state, and it's really hot outside, people just burn shit down. Oh yeah, I can see yeah. that. Like shit getting real bad again because it's everyone's. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, and and a lot of other economic like you know you know bigwigs have been like, yeah, we're probably gonna see another big spike in unemployment here pretty soon. Um, but we'll see. But that's the uh, that's the state of the polling affairs. Um, I have a quick question, Shay. Have you followed this uh, um, this whole thing about Donald Trump ignoring the Russian paying uh, Al Qaeda to kill American troops in Afghanistan? Have you followed this at all? Uh, yes. I yeah. I it, I mean it. It follows the the pretty um, standard formula of for his administration of hey, uh, insert newspaper resorted, uh, reported insert shitty thing and then him going no 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 that's not what happened um it did you know that's not true and then like a whole bunch of people who were in the room going oh yeah we told him about that shitty thing he knew and then being like he just doesn't give a fuck and then him being like no that's not true that's not true well okay maybe i heard about it but they didn't frame it the right way or whatever yeah it's uh my understanding is there's some indication that actual money was paid out yeah it wasn't just like an open call yeah, so so the problem is is that as as early as April nine uh, two thousand nineteen, we were aware that the uh, Russian government was uh, putting bounties on the heads of uh, U.S. soldiers. Basically, um, how do I phrase this? You're just paying Al Qaeda to take out our troops. Um, over um, during the entire time we were trying to uh, initiate a peace treaty, you know, peace talks with Al Qaeda and all this stuff. Don't let anyone ever tell you a proxy war is also a cold war. Oh yeah, right, right. So, uh, so that was in a that was in apparently that information was apparently in the uh, February nineteenth PDB, the presidential daily presidential daily briefing, oh, which has been an established. It. Yeah, it's been an established fact. He doesn't read it. Um, fun fact: uh, Reagan didn't like reading it either, and he hadn't made it into videos. That's so hilarious. Like, but I mean, okay, fine. When you're yeah, the president, like, that's yeah. He liked he liked watching movies. So somewhere there's like a box of fucking VHS tapes tapes with uh. You know Reagan's PDBs on him, which I think would be fascinating to watch. Like now, but, is um, it? Oh, I wonder. Would that be like just somebody standing there reading it to him? Or no? My, they put together. So, they put together like small little movies. Of, like if they were going to explain why China was a threat, they would show him video. Uh, you know, all the Chinese parades of them marching their missiles and shit around. You know, like that kind of thing. It was a visual. It was like a little movie. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, he says he didn't hear about it. Like Shay says, they, they, they told him that he did hear about it. I um, would have him put it on a book on tape and play it for me while I drank coffee in the morning. That would be. Oh, yeah. I, I could walking get it around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everybody's pissed, but here's my question. What the fuck do liberals and the news want to happen? Like, Donald Trump didn't do anything about this. He hasn't said anything about this. Um, we've already got Russia sanctioned up to their up to the gonads, and they still did this. Like, do we want to, um, I don't know, escalate the war in Afghanistan again for shits and giggles? Like, what is everybody, like, I understand everybody's like, oh, man, this really sucks. But what the fuck do you want to do about it? Well, I imagine what they want to, what they would want to happen is uh, they're just, that be the, I think every time this kind of stuff that there isn't really anything you can do about it, but it's still fucked up comes up. I think that what the, what people are vainly or ignorantly hoping in vain is that it that'll finally be the one where like you start seeing all him. these the well not even that just all these press conferences of people in the gop being like this is unacceptable this is the last straw you know i no longer support the president going into the next election uh you know that's, that's already happened for yeah, a multitude for, of reasons 
Yeah, and, and, yeah, and it's it's just the it's not gonna fucking happen. Like there are there are a handful yeah. of people who are like this guy. Like of course Mitt Romney's Mitt Romney, and he wants to run for president again. And he's probably right in thinking that long term, if he's against Donald Trump, he'll come out on that air quotes right side of history oh, yeah. um, and be able to run again on an ethical platform of like, well, I told you guys this dude was bad. But anyway, uh, right after you agreed with him and sucked up for a while. Yeah, like, like anyway, yeah, you, yeah I, I, happy. Get the fuck out of Afghanistan. That that's yeah, that's that's what I. I just don't know. I, I don't yeah. know what they. I think they just really hope it would be the final straw that is like, oh my god, this is unacceptable. And even Fox News anchors will be like, we don't know, we can't believe he did this, but that's never gonna fucking happen. You know, that's a recurring bit on uh, last week tonight, right? What is like. Like John Oliver will will play a play a, a segment where Donald Trump lies and he's like, yeah, that wasn't true. We got him, and he pulls oh, his that's right. Yeah, I, have, I think I have seen that before. Yeah. and then they, they there's streamers and balloons, and then finally somebody comes out and whispers in there. He's like, oh, we we didn't get him. Damn. He's still the president. Damn. Um, but yeah, this is fucking bunch of bullshit. Um, all right. Uh, I have to talk about this part. I uh, you know Shay never sees this outline because when I send it to him, he doesn't read it, so I stop sending it to him. That's true. And uh, that's how we roll. Um, I joked with somebody the other day that we do this podcast basically the same way the Knowledge Five people do. Like, I know what we're going to talk about, and you just sit there and, like, swig swig whiskey and, like, just, you know, roll with it. Kind of like Dan and uh, Jordan do. But um, uh, white people with guns. So we got to talk about these Missouri lawyers who uh, we're going to go fucking, uh, you know, white Earp on a bunch of people walking by their house. Oh, I saw these motherfuckers. You see these people? Yep. Okay. So first of all, you, the way you know about this is because all the videos and all the images you saw on Facebook and fucking Instagram and YouTube and everything. And the problem and the person who probably sent it to you is your all caps uncle and or grandfather because this shit was just catnip for fucking boomers who feel scared by loud noises and kids uh, doing TikTok videos. And so, like, they, they just love this shit. And, of course, the Second Amendment crowd loves it because they're like, you know, defend my homeland with my gun and everything. So uh, so what happened was in, um, man, when did this happen? I, I don't have a date. I don't have a date on this at all. Can you look that up for me? It's like last week sometime. Um, but uh, so there was a Black Lives So in, in Missouri, in, in Minneapolis, Missouri, there was a Black Lives Matter rally. They were going to walk down the street. The police blocked the street, so they just turned down this uh, this alleyway through a private neighborhood. It's, it is private property, and they did tear a fucking gate down. Uh, they tear the gate right off its hinges and walk through this 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 uh you know this neighborhood, and it was private property. They walked past Mark and Patricia McClowski's um, residence. Um, both of them are lawyers in Missouri, uh, in Minneapolis. And they have this gigantic house there. So it's a goddamn castle. And they apparently heard the protesters coming. So they ran in, grabbed some guns, and then went out on their front porch barefoot and began shouting and pointing guns at the protesters who were just walking the fuck by their house. Yeah. So there was no there was no threat to their property. There was no threat to themselves until they brought themselves in to this situation. I would like to say this is the exact fucking thing you're trained not to do in any concealed carry permit class and any 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 type of um, firearm situation at all. You're always taught to uh, de-escalate or or evade if possible. Um, I would like to say Missouri does have a castle doctor in law where you know you can stand your ground and protect your property. But you can watch the video. It's like, oh God, it's like, what, 30 minutes of them just, like, shouting at him. Uh, the wife, Patricia, she's walking around pointing a gun directly at protesters with her finger on the trigger. 
Um, her husband, he had an AR-15 style rifle. He kept it, you know, shouldered and pointed the muzzle up at the sky. Um, but I would like to point out that even in Missouri, they bro- broke Missouri's, Missouri's laws. Um, uh, let me read it right here. But Since they were not under threat or harm, the people were far away. Here you go. Uh, 571.030. A person commits the crime of unlawful use of a weapon if she, he or she knowingly, and this is part four of that law, exhibits in the presence of one or more persons any weapon readily capable of lethal use in an angry or threatening manner. So that's brandishing. Broke the law. You fuckers weren't any under threat. Um, I've talked to our buddy Jay about this. He's like super, um, he's a uh, firearms instructor, super into firearms. He was like, they're stupid. You go back in your house, shoot anybody that touches your front door. That's what you do. You're muted. That was always the thing that I uh, loved about that. Cause I even, I, you know, I've taken a concealed carry class, um, never bothered uh, getting the permit. Um, but uh, it, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's just like, basic shit I, I don't understand how i mean what did they expect them to do people just start flooding over their property like a horde of zombies and destroying everything what do you that's what they expected and the guy gave a uh the guy gave an interview the, like the day before the day after this to the local um you know news affiliate and he you know of course said the thing that got every uh second amendment advocate rock hard he's like the only thing between me my property and that horde was my rifle well, and then he also admitted that if they wanted to, they could have taken the house because he had 30 rounds and there were like 300 of them. That, yeah, that was the other thing. It's like, what are yeah. you going to do, bud? Yeah, like when everybody pointed out that like he was uh, – and I've had people just email me like or message me flat out because I bitched about this on Facebook. They're like, you don't know how they felt. It's like, how do you know how they felt? Like, I don't give a shit how they felt. I, if both of them shat their pants live on YouTube, I wouldn't give a shit because they broke the law. They, they, they put themselves – they escalated that confrontation when it didn't need to be escalated, and there you go. And like like you said, like he had thirty rounds. If that horde wanted to feed him that gun, they would have. They would have shoved it right up his butt and then left him there in his uh, pink pink um, pink polo. But I just I just can't stand. Here's my problem. Like you said, you've taken concealed carry class. One of the points of a concealed carry class is to explain to you in detail what the laws of your state are with respect to the use of lethal force. And a lot of people uh, are, are home state of West Virginia. You don't have to take a class to con- carry a concealed weapon. You just have to be able to pr- pass the background check to purchase it, then you can carry it concealed. The, in my opinion, that doesn't go nearly far enough because no. a lot of people have an idea what they feel the law should be, and it's certainly not what the fucking law actually is. One of the things that they talk about, they talked about in our class that uh, really caught a lot of people off guard is like, hey, right up front, if you shoot somebody and kill somebody, even if in the end it was 100% justified, you are going to spend time in jail. Oh, yeah. Like, they are going to arrest you and take you to jail. And then you, and like, if you're, you still shot somebody, they don't know for sure. Like, a lot of people in the class I was taking seem to assume that, like, if they just said, no, dude, self defense, he broke in, the officer would be like, all right, sir, we'll take the body. You have a nice day. Like, right. no, just that's drag not it all off by Yeah, just drag it out the door and just, you know, here you go. Well, you uh, know, Ashe, no. because our legal system does not operate on the same rules of an, of an 80s action movie. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Fucking, remember you, when, know, you remember when Robocop shot that guy in the dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Well, that's the thing. It's like so many people think this. And I had a very similar argument with a friend of mine. We were sitting around for a couple beers, and, and he, uh, 
I mentioned he he mentioned a story where a guy had been arrested and and put in jail for like forty eight hours because he had come home and found his neighbor, an elderly man, sexually molesting his like five year old daughter, and so he proceeds to kick the absolute shit out of this guy. Right? Well, the cops show up, he gets arrested, and he's taken to jail. And later that night, the guy died of his injuries because when the cops showed up, this guy was literally just stomping his head in the ground. And so my buddy's like, I can't believe that. That guy should never been arrested. He was just protecting his daughter. I was like, dude, the cop doesn't know that. All the cop knew was when he showed up, there was a man covered in blood beating the absolute fuck out of another man and a girl crying in the corner. That's it. So this guy's clearly assaulting this guy right now. So arrest him. Take this guy to the hospital. We'll figure out the story later. And then once you find out that it was a justifiable, you know, you know, defense of his daughter, then you let him go. But you just can't see like, hey. You just can't say some story and expect that cop to believe you. You know, I don't, I mean, that, in my opinion, you know, almost a perfect way to encapsulate what's it, what's it like to be a white man in America. Because you just expect the cops to believe whatever story you say. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that shit is, that shit cracks me up. And we got so heated about it. Like, the guy at the next bar stool leaned in and was like, no, nah, nah, I should never arrest him. We're like, fuck you, dude. Who's, who's talking to you? Like, you're an yeah. idiot, too. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, like people don't understand that they have this idea of what what they feel the law should be like, and almost in almost all states, like even with a concealed carry permit, you point pull that gun and point it at somebody in a, in a threatening manner, you broke the law. You know, uh, I remember in my concealed carry class uh, in Kentucky, there were two things that I thought that made me well, one scared the fuck out of me, and two made me laugh. And one was um, the guy beside me was was just some Rambo wanting to be jackass, some you know some Glock ninja. And he, he was whispering to himself the whole time. You know, they give you these scenarios. Like, what happens? What do you do if you show up to this thing and this happens? What do you do? They want to talk you through this before you pull a gun and kill somebody, right? This guy would whisper, I'd shoot him. I'd shoot him. I'd shoot him. Well, one of the scenarios was, so you turn a corner, and you've got a man just all in black. He's, uh, he's got a man on his, on his knees. He's screaming at him, screaming orders at him. What do you do? This guy piped up, I'll shoot the guy in black. He's like, congratulations, dickhead. You just shot an ATF officer. <laughs> And this guy was like, oh, man. And, like, I asked, you know, like I was telling our buddy Jay, um, he's a firearms instructor. I said, what do I do with that? He's like, you hope he doesn't pass the background check. That's all he can do. <laughs> God damn it. But the other thing that, that caught me off guard was apparently in the state of Kentucky, um, arson is also a reason to use lethal force. So clearly it's meant to be like if you're in your house and somebody's trying to kill you like set fire to your house and kill you in it you can shoot them and stop them right you know protect your life but the way the law is written that if somebody sets sets like the shed on your property on fire you can kill them dead and so like one of the guys in the back like broached that question like wait are you saying any fire on my property i can use lethal force and he's like yeah technically if somebody wants to you know set your barn on fire you can shoot them dead i wouldn't but you technically can. You know, he was very clear. He's like, this is you're gonna go to jail forever for this. I don't think this will hold up. But yeah. like, the way the law's written. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think people like that, you really need to understand what the law what the difference between the law and Steven Seagal's movie Hard to Kill is. That's the problem. And um just in closing, fuck these people. Uh their lives are probably ruined and I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, because it hasn't gone well for them, has it? Well, he, they are both very wealthy, and one of the things that the right has tried to do, the the people like the Shapiros and the, the Blazes... I guess I should to, say, how did it go down, because I have no idea. But 
Well, like, uh, he, of course, they got a bunch of death threats. Um, his office, uh, they had to board up his office, uh, his, his legal practice, because um, they were getting a bunch of death threats. That's the last I heard of it. The the smear, the 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 spin from the the more conservative aspects of YouTube was that uh, these were Democrats. The, this guy is a um, civil rights lawyer, and so the guy's defense was, "Hey, I, I represent a lot of black people, so I can't be racist." And also, um, he's he's Democrat and Demo- and and donates to Democratic candidates. But if you look at his full record, he Democrat he donated to Democrats locally. And has do, uh, donated to the Donald Trump campaign like a shit ton of money. So like, whatever. I, I don't give a shit if he's a Democrat or Republican. Send him to jail. Yeah. Fuck a bunch of this guy. Oh, and he also this just came up with me reading about it um, uh, several years ago. That housing development that he's in that's very exclusive wanted to change their cohabitation rule to allow which would which would move it from no roommates to like you can live together and not be married, which was a way to get around allowing uh, gay and lesbian people to live together. And he and his wife fought that tooth and nail. They didn't want the gays in their, in their, uh, sounds like a stand up guy. Nice, I just, nice I just can't get over the idea. Like, what do you think you're going to do? Like, maybe that's just because I've watched enough zombie movies that I understand that if you fire into a crowd, the crowd is going to swarm you nerd. Like for sure. Like in every, every, even in like eighties action movies, that's a thing. Uh, that scene in V for Vendetta comes to mind. There's just so many like pop culture. Re- I just don't understand how someone stands out in front of their house and thinks that's going to help them when there's a crowd of 300 people there. And it, it's just so dumb. I, I, I almost think that he did it, it just as a, as a PR thing. Cause he thought it would come, it'd make him look good for some reason to the trumpet. I don't know. That's just, it's so dumb. It, I mean, they could honestly have just been legitimately scared and made a stupid decision. I get that. Well, that that that's probably what really happened. Know, they were it's... they were they were spooked, and they ran. And instead of making a good decision where you stay inside, and and you just see what's going how it develops, you. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I I have no problem talking. You know, Jay and I talked about this because we both agreed. Like, yeah, you get your gun, you set your gun by the door or the window, and you just kind of chill around in front of the house, and make sure nobody comes to like break you know break through your window or something. If that situation seems to be presenting itself, then you reassess your situation. And if you have to, you use lethal force to repel people from your property and protect you and your wife from inside your home. Like, that's just how you do that. Um, I remember there was a... I want to say there was some kind of a... I think it was one of the protests in Chicago got pretty big, and Rachel's like, what will we do if like that kind of protest happened here? It's like, we stay in the house and see what's going on. The idea that you should just bolt every time something gets weird yeah. is what gets everybody killed. Like That's where you get into trouble. Like I told Rachel, I was like, we would sit here, turn the lights off, you know, turn a couple lights off, maybe leave the TV on, just sit here kind of in the dark, just play everything by ear. I was like, nobody's going to get in the house. I won't let anybody get in the house, but I'm not going to go out looking for trouble. This is just, no. that's not how you do it, you know? You know, take care of me and mine, and and uh, oh man, I heard a cop one time say something I thought was awesome. He says, "Not my, not my people, not my problem." Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got. You know, he was I talking. He was talking about a bar fight, like at the yeah. end of the. Uh, he was yeah. like, "Fuck, not my people, not my problem." Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna say that via that that the context that's a lot worse if he's like standing there watching somebody rob a bank, dude. Not my bank, not my problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, no. Also, man, I found the some... shittiest cop the other day. 
No, I was talking to him at a bar, and, and uh, the fucking fight broke out at the other end of the bar, and we both kind of like we both kind of like picked up our beer and like leaned over so we could watch what was going on. Yeah, and I was like, uh, "Shouldn't you do some some copping?" Yeah, he's like, "Man, I'm off duty. Not my people. Not my problem." <laughs> I uh, I guess I could also see like depending on what kind of media outlets that guy's consuming, like if he's not understanding the distinction between protesters and the people burning down buildings. Like, oh yeah. If he just yeah. assumes all protesters are rioters, then I, I could see getting real freaked out. And again, they did tear the gate down, which would put you on a state of high alert. Well, but. that's that's I, yeah. Be on a high alert. Be a high alert inside your house. It's it's a physical piece of property. What were you gonna do? It was it was a gate. Were you gonna go out there and and just gun down people? Yeah. At a protest because somebody fucked up your gate. And I was actually asked that directly. Well, who's gonna pay for his gate? I give the shadowest shit about who pays for the gate. I don't give a shit. The dude's sitting in a house that's a goddamn mansion. Like, if he has to shell out another $1,000 to fix his gate, I will not lose a fucking minute of sleep. I really won't. Is it wrong that they tore up his gate? Yes, of course it is. Would it be wrong-er? Great prob- you know, wrong-er for him to gun down 30 people? Yes. Yes, it would be. Yes. Yes. I don't want to say that... That is morality an unnecessary is escalation scale. of hostilities is what that right, was. Yeah. Like, like, morality is a, a sliding scale, but it is. Uh, it is. It is. Okay. Speaking of racist oranges, mm-hmm. I hope everybody's enjoying the sounds of me opening beer bottles. Um, but, I, uh, I like to think that our auditory experience is more um, all-encompassing for the audience. I want them yeah. to to feel like they're trapped in the room with me while I record this. Not necessarily that they want to be. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not personally comfortable with that description of this podcast either. Yeah. That's, uh, you I know, it's be fine. trapped in the room with me while I read this. I'm yeah, do it. Uh, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's got some, somebody's got to make people listen and I'm, I'm going to stand up and be the hero we need. All right. <laughs> so it, it Don- puts the podcast on its skin or it gets the hose again. Yeah. So Donald Trump has had uh, quite a week of, um, let's just say, not inclusive policies. <laughs> yes. One of the things that um, made uh, me uh, not only laugh, but just be like really mad was on. Um, it was the oh man. When, when, I have I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm like fucking shit on dates here. OK, so this is the 28th of 28th of June. Uh, Donald Trump shared a Twitter uh, video of uh, so his supporters in what's called the Village. It's this gigantic um, retirement community in Central Florida. Um, it's basically Jonestown for people who used to destroy Dixie Chicks records back in the day. Um, it's like it's like two to one uh, Trump voters. They went you know seventy five percent for him in two thousand sixteen. The place is just insane. But uh, the Trump supporters at the village, they did a, uh, a parade of golf carts um, in support of Trump. There were oh, some uh, anti-Trump that's... protesters. And one of the protesters very clearly yells, white power twice. And in the, um, I think it's a 12-second video that happens at like, I'm sorry, it's like a 20-second video. And that happens at like second eight. They scream white power. Uh, so Donald Trump shared that to Twitter. Uh, so cool. Um, I tried to find the video so we could watch it real quick. Um, it's, it's gone. Like whoever took it, scrubbed it. I think, I think he's afraid of getting, um, you know, Epstein. Um, even though I don't believe Epstein killed himself or I think Epstein killed himself. So I, I, I have to take that back. I hate that fucking meme, 
But um, so the video is basically gone. But Donald Trump did it. He shared a video that said white power. And here's the thing that pissed me off. It was up for three hours. Why would you say? Why was it up for three hours, Shay? Because as the White House states, they could not get a hold of the President of the United States for three hours. That he is not. Done. There's no. No, yeah. I do not believe that. I do <laughs> not believe, nor do I. I do not believe that. And if that is true, that is its own problem, and that makes right. me so angry. I have they not can... heard that. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> this is this is NBC News reporting that the White House could not get a hold of uh, President Trump because he was on the golf course and had quote put his phone down. Oh. Now, I would like to also point out that this is the man who is followed around by another man who carries what we like to call the nuclear football. Yes. Uh, which is the um, uh, sat phone and the codes to the nuclear weapons so that if uh, between taking uh, between you know the back nine and the front nine uh, or the front nine and the back nine, Donald Trump needs to launch some missiles at fucking Russia, he can. So you're going to tell me you can't get that motherfucker on the phone? I mean... That just killed me. I'm with you. Like, either, okay, that is the dumbest lie you've ever told, or how are you not getting a hold of the President of the United States for three fucking hours? Yeah, like, I, the thing, wow, that, I just, I'm, I don't know if I'm more angry about that I, that I honestly would believe that. Um, if I found out it was somehow true, I wouldn't be surprised, let's put it that way, but you're right, I don't buy that, um, that he didn't nobody got a hold of him and was like, yo, right. delete that tweet. Like he probably was just like, no, I'm leaving it up. It's fine. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that in the first 20 minutes, once, I mean, cause there, there has to be a, a, a timeline that takes seven to 10 minutes. I have to think. Cause like somebody, a Trump supporter or somebody in the white house, like, Holy shit, this dead white power on it. And like they, they, you know, they tell two friends and they tell two friends. And finally somebody's like, Oh fuck, I'll get a hold of the president. He's got to delete it. But there's 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 two veins to that that I'm puzzled with. One, Donald Trump likes to say that he's not the only one with access to his Twitter, because whenever he tweets out some other really dumb shit, he says, "Well, I didn't tweet that. That was oh, a staffer." Yeah. So where's the staffer that has access to this to delete that tweet? And two, I'm with you. I guarantee you that after about somewhere between seven and fifteen minutes, they got a hold of Donald Trump. He says, "Yeah, I'll leave it up for a while, just to start the turd." Yeah, just yeah. just because he knows that if if we're talking about you know him sharing a video of white power, we're talking we about talk him. About, well, we're talking about him, but we're also not talking about how like let's say Florida has ten thousand new cases of COVID that yeah, day. yeah, something like that. So there you go. So that happened. Um, did you hear about Donald Trump? Uh, this was the, okay. These other ones are me just being nitpicky, but when you add them all together, it just it really does piss me off. Did you hear about Donald Trump using a Nazi symbol for prisoners of war uh, and then blaming it on Antifa? Yes. Yeah, so so what what here? It's like a red triangle red, or some shit. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It's a red triangle where the, the point is down, so it's an inverted red triangle. It was a symbol that was used by the Nazis to, to, to label political prisoners in their records, and Donald Trump used them, and he uh, – Donald Trump – actually, there were there were – his campaign shared a shit ton of these um, in Facebook ads, and it was supposed to say that like this is the new symbol for Antifa, but Facebook was like, "Nah, that's Nazi shit," and they took it down. So like once more time that Facebook and or somebody or Twitter um, had to slap down the president for his his completely bullshit things he did. The other one is the Trump campaign is selling an America First T-shirt. Have you seen this yet? No. All right, so there's an American First T-shirt. I'm going to share my screen so Shay can uh, 
Oh man, I got so many screens going. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to share my screen so Shay can see the images. Oh no, I did see this with the, it's the eagle symbol. Yes. So basically what the, the Trump campaign did is they're selling an America first t-shirt that has, it just says America first and has an eagle with its wings spread looking to, um, if you're looking at the image, the eagle's looking to the, to the right and it's standing over an American flag circle, but that is eerily similar to the Nazi Reichstag flag. Or I'm sorry, Reichstag uh, symbol of an eagle with a Nazi, uh, with a Nazi uh, swastika underneath it. So, but the, uh, the, um, model on the website is a black dude. So it's okay. Shay. Yeah, for sure. Like they're almost interchangeable. I mean, like, I just, I, I believe, I do believe that somebody would come up with that and, and show it to him and he would not have the historical context. Like, cause they're not going to show it to him with the Nazi version right next to it. Right. And he's a moron. So like, I see that. And it, and I remember, I know, I, I know that I, the symbols like, why does that look familiar? Oh, that's a bad symbol or it's, or it's based off of a bad symbol. Um, I get that. I honestly would believe Donald Trump would not have that historical context. Um, I refuse to believe the people around him don't have it. And the exactly. People that's that's my problem. It. Like, like yeah, the Stephen Miller's around him. Like, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. That reminds that slaps. me. That slaps. Like, that slaps. It reminds me of something. What uh, What's it remind you of? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't it's not tattooed it. on my taint. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, it's not tattooed. <laughs> I don't have that symbol when I spread my asshole. That's what you see the tattoos. It's transparent. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, so we got that. And here's another one that's a little bit more. Um, that's a little bit more overt, I would say. It's just ugly as shit. It's just ugly as shit. Oh, God damn it. God damn. Ad blocker buster bullshit. Um, so here, let me share this. Share the right screen here. Uh, so the Trump campaign is selling a baseball. I'll show you, you can see my screen here. Mm-hmm. It's a very ugly baseball. Uh, you can get it in several colors. Um, the, the color they show on, uh, this is Business Insider, the story, um, is gray with red lettering. It's really ugly. Um, but they're selling it for $88. Shay, do you know what the, sim- the symbology of 88 is? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's part of 1488. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, I can't, it's, uh, there's 14 what is, words. What is, the eighth, what is the eighth letter of the alphabet, Shay? Uh, it's uh, K. Nope, it's H. Or H. What is it? So H H is Heil Hitler. Ah, uh, that's right. What so in white nationalist yeah. circles, you'll see the number 1488 all over the place. 14 refers to the 14 words, which is, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Yeah. And 88 refers to Heil Hitler. So anytime those numbers show up in anything, fucking look out. Yeah. Because white nationalists put that shit everywhere. So uh, it's probably tattooed on the other cheek of uh, Stephen Miller's butthole. Yeah. That's just fucking... Yeah. That like, this sh- like, okay, so, okay, one-offs I can get behind, but, like, all this shit put together, like, what are y'all doing? You yeah. know? I mean, I I, 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 I guarantee that all the, the white supremacist douchebags are... Uh, when oh, you, rock when, hard. Well, they love it. And when you... And, and just so you know, when your crazy friend on Facebook who... Everyone, not everybody has this friend on Facebook or, or this friend in real life, but everyone has, everyone knows they're a white supremacist, but nobody says it. They don't say it. Um, 
you know, tell the super racist jokes, but then since it's a joke, it's okay. Yeah, and like everybody, and then you'll that's those are the same guy when they say, well, I know the president thinks like I do because the uh, because of the of the of the signs, the symbols, the secrets, and a lot of times you'll you'll dismiss them for being stupid, and you're right. This is an instance where that is true. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm kind of with you in that I just refuse to believe there's that many little things. And again, I don't think Donald Trump is sitting in the White House telling people to sow these messages. I think people that work for him and come up with this shit are sowing these messages and his head so far up his ass. It doesn't matter. He, they get it out there. Well, in a lot of ways, Donald Trump is not in control of his campaign. Yeah, exactly. And That's... his administration, because he, that requires work. Yeah. You know. Um, I was, I was, you know, going back to the COVID-19 thing. Everybody's like, what do you expect him to do? I was like, well, I expect him to work, to put in the work day in and day out to, to set an example and lead the country and saying, yeah, we're not going to fix this. Like there was never a point for Donald Trump to fix or not fix a global pandemic. But what he could do is put in the work day in and day out so that we mitigated all the effects we could here in America as much as possible. That's just past him. That bores him. Yeah. He, he could have. I mean, that's like one of the things I hate that. What would he have done? Well, he could have not stood up there and said, Hey, this isn't a problem. Don't worry about it. When it was mm-hmm. very obviously a problem and we should be it's worried. It's going to go away. Shay. Yeah. It'll it's just, just go away. Well, you know, he should have been like, Hey, this is here. We got to deal with it. This is what we're going to do. Um, and then he yeah. should have produced uh, millions of make America great again masks. So all of his dumb followers yes. wear fucking yes. masks. Yeah. And that's and like one of one and of he the could, things. I don't that, care if he gets rid. That that's the one instance. Great, sell those for a hundred dollars a mask, and all my the stupid dumbasses will buy them in droves and wear them all the time. And then yeah. a, I can easily see who's an asshole, and b, it will stop the spread of the pandemic. You're basically wearing a sign that says "I'm an asshole." Yeah. Um, no, there there were um, uh, Democratic uh, how do I want to, uh, economic advisors. They were saying that like the the most the scariest thing for Joe Biden right now would be for Donald Trump to honestly pivot and become the populist he talks about being, and be like, "Listen, we're all in this together. Um, we're going to shell out, and nobody's paying rent or nobody's paying a mortgage until the first of, of 2020, January first, 2020. You know." We're going to shell out all the money. We're going to get everybody through this. Not a single person is going to lose their job. Not a single business is going to go under. I just you know. don't think he has that in him. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't have I don't, that in him at all. I don't. Yeah, I not just don't only think would, he does. Not only would that turn about 60% of his base is like the, 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 their buttholes would pucker so tight they couldn't believe it. They're, you know. Well, I mean, from a fiscal standpoint, they don't give a shit because as soon as Donald Trump took the presidency, nobody gave a shit about the deficits or, no. you know. You know, now she's spending. So, like, from that point, they don't care. But this is going to get really close to socialism, and that's what's supposed to ruin America, you know. But, yeah, but but if he would have taken that tack, Joe Biden would have had fucking nothing to say about how, why he should be, be a better president than Donald Trump during a global pandemic. Now all he has to say is, I will read my daily briefings. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hate to say it, but, like, Trump has lowered the bar so far. Yeah, that like. Biden looks really good right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, like. That's the thing is like that's there was even a tweet like Biden put out a tweet and he was like I, if pre- when when I'm president I will read my daily briefings and like uh, a Republican super PAC that's important who said you had us at read <laughs> you know it's like it's just shit like that like oh yeah you're right man some of those ads from the what is it the Lincoln Project yeah the those Lincoln guys Project. crack my shit up they're going so hard like I I don't know if we've talked about I know I've sent this message to you or I've sent it to. Uh, several friends of ours, but uh, one of the founders of the Lincoln Project is, of course, uh, George Conway. And he's uh, married to Kellyanne Conway, one of the main um, one of the main uh, advisors to the senior advisors to the president. And so, like, 
on one hand, she's out there saying Donald Trump is the most informed person in the world. And then he starts a super PAC to call him the biggest dipshit that's ever lived. <laughs> so, like, their home life has to be amazingly fun. Like, the hate sex between those two has to wake up the neighborhood. <laughs> well, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I imagine it would look a lot like that scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith where Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are in the kitchen exactly. trying to kill each other. And it res- and as they tear the house apart and shoot at each other, they end up making out and fucking. Like, just get hotter what, and hotter. Yeah, dude, that's what it's like. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So you were pacing around. You want to and take we're not here to we kink start? shame. No, no. Oh, no. We're not here to kink shame. If you want to wear a diaper and let somebody beat you in the face with a wolf of wall bat, man, you do you. Oh, no. I was um, pa- you saw me pacing around on the Zoom because I was looking for my bottle of whiskey, which has just gone MIA. So I don't fucking know. But uh, All right. Um, I got okay. vodka. So I'll tell you about MIA that's pissed me off, Shay. Uh, I went to the store to find, um, because of uh, the one kidney, I'm not allowed to drink Diet Coke anymore. Yep. Uh, or I'm not supposed to. So I basically just tried to make myself not do it at all rather than be like, oh, I can have one or two. Yeah. Or, so I just don't bring it in the house. But I've, that that has put me way into uh, ginger ale. Yeah. And Werner's ginger is it, ale. Is it, the, it, is it the caramel coloring in the Diet Coke it's that's the, the problem? It's the phosphorus that comes with the caramel, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of phosphorus in that. And that's processed through your kidneys. Since it's only got one, they don't like it. Uh, well, well, let's just be very clear. Diet Coke's not good for anybody. No. Um, I got on a hard kick where I didn't have any Diet Coke for like two or three weeks. And then I fucking, uh, and I was drinking just various flavored seltzers and other and shit. And I was, I was, I was off it, but then I, but then they ran out of the flavor of seltzer. I like, so I'm back off the horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know where we were, but Rachel had an ice cold Diet Coke, excuse me, in the fridge. And I like cracked open, took a sip. I was like, all that, that's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good stuff. But no, so I started making all my drinks with like, or, you know, instead of just doing like rum and Cokes, it was you know, doing ginger ales. But like around here, they have Werner's ginger ale, which oh, is like the best ginger ale ever. Yeah. And, but since the, this weekend was the 4th of July and they did like a sale on all sodas, it was like Werner's was a buck 99 if you bought six of them. So I can't find any in any of the stores right now. So I'm, I'm back here to drinking the dirty water trash that is Canadian dry. Oh, Canadian dry yeah. can kiss my ass. It sucks so bad. Like, by the end of the night, it's just rum, 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 splash of something just yeah. so I don't feel like a goddamn, you know, drunk that I am. But, it's summertime. Yeah. I'm all about the rum and pineapple juice right now. Oh, it's so good. So, good. so good. Man, I think I, I got to get some of that. Yeah. Rich just got to go to the store tomorrow. All right. Anyway, we, we totally don't have a problem. But what we do need to talk about before we wrap this Man, up. Yeah, we shift to gears hard, but I'm all for it. We went from Trump being real racist to what we like to mix liquor with. <laughs> um. Okay, so pay attention, okay. people. Keep it on your yeah. toes. Yeah, yeah. Um, QAnon. Shay, there has been a resurgence of QAnon, and goddamn it, we got to talk about it. I just saw some shit about some people pledging to QAnon, or oh, we'll get there. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I again, there. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna fucking go throw some stuff in our mouse dumpster. I'll be. I can't read this right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So first of all, teens are getting really into pizza, uh, PizzaGate, and. Um, and then, of course, the direct line from Pizzagate is into QAnon on TikTok. What? So, apparently, <laughs> apparently, anytime like, TikTok comes up, I feel old because I'm like, yeah, I don't right. need it. It's fucking like, what's a TikTok? Like, I don't. TikTok, it's the stupidest fucking medium ever. It's basically Vine, right? Like short. It's yeah. It's like it's like between. I think the limit is fifty seconds. Okay. So I think that's what it is. Instead of like eight or six or whatever stupid yeah. Vine was. Um. But so apparently. Uh, teens 
have dis- have discovered Pizzagate and are going on TikTok and discussing it, which has led to a just skyrocketing number of you know hashtags of like Pizzagate tags and QAnon tags on Twitter and TikTok and and you know, of course the cross cross platform fucking you know um, hellscape that we live in right now. And but it's 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 because they like they were too young to know about it four years ago. Like they were like nine. Yeah. Uh, okay. But now they're thirteen and they found out about it and they think that they have really like latched onto something that nobody else has heard about. Even though the rest of like, I would guess mature adult internet users have seen it, called it bullshit, moved on. Because for those of you that have been living in a cave, Pizzagate was. Uh, the conspiracy theory that after the WikiLeaks dump of Podesta's emails, there was references to pizzas and hot dogs, and the Obama administration was paying like sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars for pizza and hot dogs and make sure they're good. Conspiracy theorists went through these emails and picked out all these these references to pizza and hot dogs. Said that was references to uh, uh, child pornography, you know, buying young girls and boys for the purpose of sex at the DNC conventions and whatnot. Um, you know, that kind of hops, skips right over the fact that during the time the president Barack Obama was president, he was a Chicago guy and they're pretty weird about their hot dogs and shit. So like, and their pizza. So like for a campaign event, it would not, it would make sense, especially for a campaign to just piss away a hundred thousand dollars on Chicago dogs and pizza that be flown in to DC. All right. Um, they said that this was all happening in the basement of Comet Pizza. Comet Pizza does not have a basement. Um, uh, one dipshit then showed up and said, I want to save the kids, and fired off an a- uh, AR-15 into the floor. Um, hopefully he will never get out of jail. But, like, that was the, you know, big broad strokes, what it was. That was then kind of encompassed into, into QAnon, which is, again, the encompassing theory that Donald Trump was in- recruited by the government I'm sorry, not by the government, recruited by the military to to, uh, to overcome the deep state uh, global pedophile cabal. I'm missing something here. Am I missing anything? I think that's about right. This is all nonsense. I, it's so stupid. But anyway, teenagers are getting into it now. So, But it is a funny difference between some old man sitting there with like the absolute worst camera angle ever like this. It's like, like this is the camera angle for the guys that do the Pizzagate shit. Yeah. Ah. And... Yeah, so you're basically looking right at their nose into the, into the cranium. And uh, so these kids are, like, super done up. They're, like, you know, they're preteen. I wouldn't say preteens, but they're just super young, and they're into it. And now they've folded Justin Bieber into it. They say that Justin Bieber is part of the pedophile cabal. Oh, that shit is so funny. Because he wrote a, a song called Yummy, and then during, a, a, a like, an AMA or something, somebody was like, hey, touch your hat if the, the rumors of, rummy or, of of yummy are true, meaning that, like, he participated in it. He touched his hat. It was, it's dumb. But that has led to a resurgence of QAnon nonsense on TikTok. The downside is, Shay, we have nine candidates that are QAnon followers openly following QAnon on social media platforms that are have now made it through the primaries into a November election. Yeah. What? What? Lo- this is a lower level of races. Well, obviously not. Well, this is state and federal. State and federal, yeah. yeah. So you're going to have state senators and and uh, state f- uh, senators and congressmen, and federal, you know, uh, federal levels. Uh, I got a list here for you. So the nine that made it through the primaries are uh, Lauren Boert in Colorado. Shay, that I don't know what district you're in, but she's in the 18th. Mm. 
third maybe. Where did I, I lost it here. What's her name? Uh, her name is Lauren Bobert. B O E B E R T. Yeah, this is District Three, Colorado District Three. So she's a huge QAnon person. So in California, you've got uh, Mike Cargill, Aaron Cruz, Allison Hayden, Buzz Patterson. Oh, Lord. she lives in Rifle. That explains it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah, that's okay. And I don't and, mean that as a to, – to all the millions of listeners we've got, I'm sure we've got some fans living in Rifle. That's not a, a stake on Rifle. It's just that's a very – that's a conservative part of the state. So okay. that makes sense. So, um, so we got – yeah, not bad looking. Oregon, you got Joe Ray Perkins, you got Georgia, you got Angela Staten King. She has been real okay. That that Georgia race, I followed her. She was real open about it when she was in the primary, and then when she won, she did a hard one eighty and tried to be like, no, 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 I don't believe in that stuff. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Ohio, you got Ron Weber, and then in Texas, you got uh, Johnny uh, Take. So there's nine candidates. Uh, according to Media Matters, their researcher. No, I'm sorry. Media Matters is the one that gave me just gave me that list. According to Washington Post, there have been over 600,000 votes cast for QAnon candidates so far. That's not good. Are they all? I would. How does it break down across party lines? Oh, they're all. I'll say they're all conservatives. That's what I figured. Yeah. There, 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 there are. I, I can't imagine how a liberal would would square the QAnon, the QAnon battle against the satanic democratic pedophile rings of. I mean, it's just it it doesn't match. It it's it's not good. But uh, so we got that. Um, but this could be like the fastest turnaround from a bullshit conspiracy theory to an actual caucus because QAnon has only been around for about four years. And so right now, like nine people, that could be a caucus. If they all win and got, get into the, you know, the, the house in the center row, they could, they could form a caucus and that would be hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Problem is, is there, I don't know if you believe this or not shade, but they're all goddamn insane. Uh, I believe it. I, Justin, this may shock you, but I, uh, I, I do, do find that is a credible statement. So. Yeah. One one of the guys one of the guys that caught my radar um, just this Fourth of July posted a bunch of stuff about Patty Labelle and Beyonce. Now he's uh, this guy is the same as K W Miller. He's an unaffiliated candidate, so he's technically not a Democrat or Republican. Um, uh, he's from Florida's 18th congressional district. The 18th congressional district. Uh, he said that Patty Labelle was another Illuminati globalist puppet. Um, she's in her mid 70s right now, so I don't know what she's puppeting, but okay. Uh, he also said that Beyonce is not an African-American. Uh, and to quote, Beyonce is not an African-American. She's faking this for exposure. Her real name is Anna Marie Lestrade. She's Italian. This is all part of the Soros deep state agenda for Black Lives Matter movement. Beyonce, you're on notice. And then hashtag Trump 2020 and hashtag QAnon. Kind of why I say they're all conservatives. And uh, later he, uh, of course, references Moloch and Lucifer and all that good shit. No, I mean, I'm a Zorp guy myself. Hail Zorp. Yeah. Hail Zorp. Man. Hail Zorp. So here's, hey, here's what's, a... What's Moloch offering? Like, you know... What's he got? I come mean, at me. I Come at me, bro. I mean, let's... Fuck let's, me up, fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck me up, fam. Fucking... So if you, if you ran into this... If you ran into somebody 
that was wearing one of these fucking. I'm still looking at this fucking America First shirt. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it's just it's killing me. If you if you saw somebody with this, I I would be tempted to call them out and be like, hey, that's a sweet Nazi shirt, man. I would be. Tempted I would be to ask so them. tempted. Usually, if they're smaller than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, I'll be tempted to ask them if they if there's anything about that symbol that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And then present them with the actual Nazi symbol, and say like, do you not see the similarities here? Does yeah. this make you uncomfortable? Because I had kind of a similar conversation with a, a buddy of mine who is a um, Chicago, Chicago Blackhawks fan. Um, so in this in this you know environment where we are doing Black Lives Matter protests and and that that movement has really gained traction, there's a renewed talk to have the names of say the uh, the Washington Redskins, yeah, a lot and of that. the uh, and the Cleveland Indians changed. And a buddy of mine was like, what do you think about the Cleveland, you know, the, the Chicago Blackhawks? Because, like, I'm not super into hockey, but they have two super fucking sweet um, St. Patrick's Day jerseys. Like, one's all green and has, like, shamrocks on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then one's a green version of their actual jersey. Or the, excuse me, it's all green, has shamrocks on the shoulders, and has, like, a, a plaid, gold plaid on the, on the sleeves. The other one's just a, a green version of their actual jersey with Shamrock where the captain's logo would be. And I saw, like, first time we were out in St. Patrick's Day, I was like, I saw them out downtown. I was like, oh, that's badass. I got to get one. So we got two of these jerseys. wear them out when I'm drinking. I know jack shit about hockey. Yeah. I just like the jerseys. But it's got a big Native American face on the front, and I didn't realize that until this, this conversation got restarted. And so I started looking it up. And the general consensus in Chicagoland is that since they are – Honoring Blackhawk, who is an actual Native American leader here in the area and a historical figure, and not a caricature, and I'm quoting here from an ESPN article a while ago, not a caricature of redskin, um, just fucking insane people on the warpath, that they're honoring a person rather than caricaturing a person, that everybody in Chicagoland is kind of okay with it. But the conversation is still going on like, hey, what if we have to change the name? And if they change, if they change it, like the actual, um, oh god, it's like QB, it's Quibi is the actual tribe of the uh, Black Hawk, who is the general. Probably butchered the shit out of that, but sorry, everybody. Uh, the leader of that tribe said he would be more than happy to to let one of their artists redo the 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 logo for the team, and he'd be fine with it. But then they might change it. Well, whatever. Hands down, if they change it, I'll just buy new jerseys. Yeah. that's what I would do. That's yeah, fucking it. Like I'm not gonna be the guy walking around with the old ass, uh, you know, the old ass Chicago Blackhawks jersey when they said ah, it's not really like if the team moves on, I'm moving on too. Um, that's the question I would ask them. It's like, are you not uncomfortable with this? Showing them the comparison with the actual fucking Nazi symbol that was put on fucking buildings and flags and shit. I guess that's what I'd say about it. Yeah, I just I I feel like it would be hard to buy this and not now and not know like, I don't know. That, a lot of that, people don't though. I guess that's, that's insane. There's some, there's some really good breakdowns on the inner tube webs, uh, of like the differences in the American Eagle and the Nazi Eagle specifically because after world war two, they were like, yo, we can't have our Eagle look like that other Eagle. That's why it looks yeah, in a like, different direction. It, that's why yeah, its it looks, wings are in a different position. Exactly. That's why it's yeah, it's holding it's holding different shit in its claws. Like there's a whole logic behind it. So like somebody 
somewhere did this on purpose. Not below it. Yeah, somebody did this yeah. on purpose, hundred percent on purpose. Yeah, that's and that's the problem. Yeah, like we, and I, I, I don't want to be too critical because I spent a lot of time in a lot weirder parts of the internet than a lot of people do. Like I listen to a lot of right wing media for that exact reason because this shit bubbles up into actual places of power and I want to know where it comes from because I'm seeing people on face on the faces spaces in my book say well I mean this was made in a lab this was a this was a virus China released I'm like whoa it is not the WHO has proven it has not the all of our intelligence agencies have said there's no evidence so far that it is. I, I, but you are. Yeah. I mean, what I guess you're saying is some Alex Jones bullshit. Yeah. That's, I mean, this shit bubbles up because I mean, and any, anyone who is uh, on the, like the white supremacy shit specifically, um, there are a lot of really good, and I cannot remember the name of the guy in his book, which is a shame because it was great, but it was one of those classic, like the interview to former white supremacist on fresh air. I'm, I, I know yeah. I sound. I couldn't be more more of a fucking libtard right now. I'm talking about an NPR article I heard um, on a podcast. Yeah, on a podcast. Two yeah, two white dudes in the 30s talking about fresh air on a podcast. Jesus Christ! I would hate us too. I get it. But anyway, um, all right, we're canceled. Yeah, we're canceled. We're done. This is it. No, but seriously, like, and they and and, and the whole book just talked about like, listen, I was in this life. The the like, skinheads aren't a thing anymore. Um, the white supremacists are wearing suits and have nice haircuts and they're in they're, they're running for office they're they're police officers he's like i'm not being hyperbolic i know these people i was in the meetings where they specifically said we need to clean up our image we need to put on suits we need to infiltrate the government because that's the only way we can get this shit done and this is the fucking result because all that shit started in the 90s that's when they started yeah. really cleaning up their image and like trying not to like okay dude put away the clan hood get a nice three-piece armani suit slick your hair back run for office don't say anything overt like that's just where it comes from like and this is the result is all this shit bubbling up and along with that you're gonna pull that crazy alex jones bullshit too because it's all wrapped up in like a big cartoon fight cloud yeah no no what you're saying is exactly what they have done they've realized that the it went from what would be an accepted uh clan rally in the south and say 1950 to uh, kind of a rage metal death metal scene in the 90s in the late 80s and early 90s and then in the early 90s they realized hey we're not going to get anywhere we're not recruiting a lot of death metal fans what we should do is do what Richard Spencer does Richard Bernard Sp- Bertrand Spencer is right now the leader of, of basically the what he he is the one that dubbed the alt-right yeah he he was the first one to like say that we're gonna have to recruit people like Breitbart and really push our white nationalist message, and he does that in a you know seven thousand dollar Brooks Brothers suit. That that I mean, right there, the fact what wasn't he one of the ones to first start pushing the term white nationalist too? Yes, as opposed to some because yeah. white supremacist the word supremacy has really negative undertones to it, but white nationalist is almost patriotic. It's it's good branding. Well, what what they want to do is they want to establish a nationalism that, um, much like Alex Jones, if you listen to Alex Jones for a long time, you realize that what he really is 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 a Christian, you know, ethno nationalist. He basically wants totalitarianism 
in a sense that it protects his exact class of people, like white Christian straight men. And if that is the type of authoritarianism that's going to be just fucking um, grafted on to what we call our democracy, then he's fine for it. He's fucking fine for it. And he he contradicts himself so much. He's like, listen, I'm for everybody. I love everybody. But if you don't espouse to exactly what I need, we're going to kill you. You know, he, he and, and he's so fucking dumb that he slips up so fast. Like between Monday and Thursday of the same show, he'll be like, you know, I, I you know, Monday, I'll be like, listen, I love everybody. My, my parents adopted a, a Korean, uh, one of my sisters is Korean. And that is an actually true thing. But he also then says, well, but if you don't believe in uh, Jesus and are white and straight, then we just don't have any use for you. And he wants to stomp you out of America. So, like, he's all for totalitarian governments as long as they protect his exact class of people. And that's what uh, Richard Spencer is doing. He's, he's calling it a white nationalist instead of supremacist because he's like, we're just going to create a nation that prefers white people. How could that be bad? Yeah. Not like, hmm. not like we're not that white people are supreme, but we're just going to create a, a, a society that maybe just, you know, subtly and overtly points to white people being supreme. And that's, that's, that's the, that's the nuance there. And they're doing it and they're doing it fucking everywhere. And that's why I listen to fucking racist fucking ethno nationalists like, Alex Jones on a daily basis because one, he's stupid and entertaining. And two, when uh, Tucker Carlson says that, you know, this was a Chinese virus that was least released from a lab. I know exactly where that goddamn empty headed fucking boat shoe got it from. Yeah. Like I know it. And I know when my, I know when my friends on Facebook spout this bullshit, they might not be listening to Alex Jones, but whoever the fuck they're listening to a reading is listening to Alex Jones and watching that shit. You know, there's there's a food chain here. It goes from Alex Jones to fucking Breitbart. And I'm sorry, Alex Jones to Drudge to Breitbart to Daily Caller to the Daily Wire to fucking um, Fox News. It's fucking write that down. I guarantee you the next fucking stupid thing that Tucker Carlson talks about. I could track down Alex Jones seven to ten days earlier. Actually, Alex Jones has taken. Funny, I'm sorry, I'm on a little rant here, but Alex Jones has taken airing um, full segments of Tucker Carlson's show on his show because he agrees with them so much lately. It's that's 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 the fucking loop you got going. Jesus on. fucking Christ! I got yeah. That's it, it's always it's always fun to run into a Fox News grandpa in the wild too. Um, well, well, our favorite our favorite buddy, uh, Ron, he likes to say that he does not watch Fox because he's too cheap to pay for cable. But then he will share foxnews.com clips as if that's different content than what's on Fox. Yeah, yeah. Just because it was aired eight hours later on the website does not mean it's any different. Calm down. Slow your roll. Oh, God. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, who knows, man? Nazis. Nazis, yeah. Goddamn Nazis. Goddamn Nazis. All right, okay. Well, I had one more thing. I had one more thing. We're going to watch it. It's going to be fun. You talked about there's an actual thing where people are sweat. You you said people are swearing an oath to QAnon. Yes, yes. You are correct. Yes. This is a very new thing. So apparently, and I honestly, I had to, um, I Googled it. And if you Google the QAnon oath, the only thing that pops up is all of these uh, dick shit, um, you know, con- uh, state and um, federal Congress uh, and Senate candidates that are like, in the last since the Fourth of July, that's when this thing peaked. It was the Fourth of July? Fourth of July, excuse me. Everybody has been taking these goddamn oaths. I actually couldn't find like a place. I guess if I went to the Q post, it's probably on there somewhere. But I didn't do that because I don't want to go there. 
but I finally found a, uh, a, a transcript of one of the congressional candidates saying it. But we're gonna we're not gonna do that. What we're gonna do is we're gonna listen to. Oh, I blew that up way too far. Uh, we're gonna listen to um, Michael Flynn take the oath of QAnon. Yeah, Michael Flynn convicted felon twice. Oof. Michael Flynn convicted felon twice. It's going to take the oath. QAnon. All right, can you see my screen share? You say that like he's a two-time Oscar winner. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. So for everybody who everybody is, uh, for everybody who, you know, this is an audio medium, so he's standing there. It's Michael Flynn in the center. There are one, two, three, four, five, six other people with him. Uh, one of them is wearing a USA sweatshirt. One of them is wearing a T-shirt that says, I support General Flynn. The other woman is uh, wearing a Trump dress, which has a bunch of Trump slogans on Man. it. They're, they're all standing around a campfire in the backyard. This is was done on July 4th on Independence Day. So this is a general in the United retired retired general of the United States Army taking an oath to QAnon on the 4th of July this year. Here we go. I can't hear shit. You just hear him? Nope. Hold on. Let me restart that. Let me make sure I, I did thing. Actually, it's all jumbled, but I want to make sure. I, oh, I didn't turn the, the the computer sound on. That's my fault. Top shelf production value here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man, we're just doing this by ourselves, That's all true. Right? That's true. No producers, no nothing. Super producer, Justin Woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucked it all up. Fucked it all up. Fucked it up. All right. Up. All right. They all say Flynn for some reason. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution okay. of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Here's the point that kills me. True faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Hold on. I take this obligation freely. That I take what obligation freely? Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Purpose of evasion. Purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties. Discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to what enter. Office? The office? office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. Where, Where we, we go, go one, we go all. God bless America. God bless America. That's creepy. Yeah. Because the where we so, go, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the clincher. So. The oath itself here. Let me. Let me. I'm just gonna like read it real quick for you guys because I know that was. It's hard to read. I don't know why they. I also said, wouldn't I'm, be entirely surprised if General Flynn is just. He just heard that and he's like. He like. He's like. Ooh, that sounds cool and doesn't know what the significance is. But he's a general. He should know the. He uh, should. The significance but of taking an oath. Yeah. Now the president so reads daily briefings too. Ah, uh, touche. Um, so yeah, I don't know why they all said I'm, well, uh, that was when they all said die, die General Flynn. Yeah. That's how dumb they are. They said I General Flynn. And then they all said General Flynn. Like, it's like, Hey, I say something in the camera, something in the camera. Um, so here, here's, here's what they said. I found, I found the transcript. I do solemnly swear war firm that I will support and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. I will take the obli- I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and I will and I will, 
I will well. Okay, that might be her fucking up. And I will faithfully discharge the duties of this office. What fucking office are you talking about? On which I'm about to swear. So help me God. And then they say, uh, where we go one, we go all. Which is the uh, hashtag WWG1WGA that you might see on Twitter, which is yeah. that's what it sounds like. Um, also, I would like to add, God fucking damn it. Yeah. We live in the dumbest timeline. Well, I mean, we told them not to turn on that Large Hadron Collider because it could split reality, and that's what it did. And you and I got sucked into the shitty one. Yeah. In the other reality, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out when it was supposed to, and it was amazing, and we got to go to the beach and see it. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, speaking of the dumbest timeline, we have to talk about this before we get to the fun stuff. We just have to. We're, uh... And we're not bad for time. Minute, uh, hour 35. Speaking of the fact that we live in the stupidest timeline, Kanye West is running for president. I saw that. Now, I would like to say, first of all, full disclosure. We've talked about this on the podcast before. And our buddy Adam brought this up, and it really went to my core. It really shook me. Because he said, what? Because this was back when Democratic Party was still trying to come up with a nominee. Yeah. And we were, we were, everybody was spitballing, and I mean, they were throwing out names like Oprah. Yeah. And Kanye said, I might run. And Adam said, Imagine if we ended up with something like Kanye West and Rick Santorum. <laughs> and that, that had me shook. Cause I talk a big, I talk a bunch of shit about third party candidates for a lot of really good reasons, cause they're all shit. And if it was Kanye West and Rick Santorum, I would be like, so what's uh, what's the Libertarians up to nowadays? What's yeah. What's going on? Yeah. 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 Fuck, uh, fuck me running. What are, I, what, I, what, it's got, it's got to be a there? PR stunt on his, on his part. Let me be very clear. Uh, Kanye West has already given up if he thinks he's serious. And he's not. Of course, Shay's right. He's not. He is so far up Donald Trump's butt. It's not any funny. If this is anything, this is a ploy to pull uh, some of the black vote away from nom- uh, the the, the uh, presumptive nominee, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he is uh, rumored and almost certain to pick a woman of color uh, as his vice president. So that would, uh, again, shore up. I mean, Donald, uh, Joe Biden is very popular with the African-Americans in the United States. He, he gets a large portion of that vote. He's basically borrowing that power from Barack Obama in that administration. Like, he's just kind of yeah proxy to that. So I mean, whatever you know, people vote for who they want to. But if he has a if he has an uh, African American woman as a vice president, it would lock up a just it would it would just it would make Donald Trump's options of getting any part of the African American vote goddamn almost zero. So this is a transparent way to pull some of that away from Joe Biden. That is, if I assume Kanye West is smart enough to know that. I think Kanye West can barely put his shoes on. He is that dumb. If you have any doubts about that, go back and just Google Kanye West Trump Oval Office 2018, where he rambles on for about fucking 25 minutes about how much he loves Donald Trump, and he's very dumb. Um, Kanye West is dumb. I'm just going to say that. That might be the title of this podcast. Um, But uh, Kanye West has already lost 150 electoral votes because the deadlines for Indiana, Maine, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, and Texas have already passed. So he ain't gonna win. Well, you heard um, you heard about uh, 
Kanye West and the PPP loan and that property he bought, right? Uh, yeah, so, fun fact, Kanye West got, uh, uh, let's see, I can't remember what the exact amount is, um, Kanye West got, you're gonna, oh, this is real time, uh, this re, is real time research, because I don't look at shit. This is an Infowar news, Inf this is this a, is a uh, Woods Cast uh, News Blast. Woods Cast News Blast, uh, fucking Kanye West got $2 million for his Yeezy company, from a PPP loan and then turned around and bought a $14 million ranch in Wyoming. And guess who fucking uh, visited bon uh, Wyoming? Fucking Melania Trump. God damn it. Yeah. Like, and again, this is one of those things where it's like, huh, that, I mean, okay, cool. Like, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but really? Like, really? Yeah. He, it's a $14 million piece of property in Wyoming. Um, and right before, and then it, uh, right around the same time, he got a few million, two million dollars from the PPP for the, for the billionaire Kanye West got two million dollars for his fucking his company. Now I, I admit it, in the grand scheme of things, two million dollars air quotes is not a lot of money, but still, like, go fuck yourself. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, go get proper fuck. Yeah, go get proper fuck. But yeah, that that is absolutely a thing. He yeah, he just bought this big piece of section. Uh, Was, okay, so is that is he building something out there? Because when I, I think was it's looking just, into I this, think it's just like one of those things where a rich person buys a ranch. Because he was building something like he, he okay. So what he did, and, and let me just be very clear, is on f the Fourth of July. I don't know why everybody popped off on the Fourth of July. Maybe it's because they couldn't go out and watch fireworks, and they got really drunk by themselves, and they started doing weird stuff like I don't know, pledging an oath to uh, QAnon. But here uh, on July Fourth, uh, ye, God damn it, I hate when people make up fake names for themselves. Um, uh, we Okay, so this is the tweet by Kanye West, July 4th. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for President of the United States. And then a uh, American flag emoji, and then 2020 vision hashtag. So that was on July 4th. Now looking into that, like just searching Kanye or Yee or whatever this dipshit wants to call himself. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think his music is that great. I mean, Gold Digger, uh, I, that was kind of catchy, but I mean... Whatever. Here you go, Shay. This is this is what I see. I've been listening Twitter. to a lot of Naughty by Nature lately, and that's what's up. There you go. Yeah. OPP, you know so, me. So here he is. So I'm sh I'm showing Shay a picture of what looks like some kind of a geo geodesic dome yeah. construction. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's trying to build a bird sanctuary or something. I don't know what it is. It just says YZY shelters in progress. Yeah. The cup. I think that's the abbreviation for his company Yeezy. That's like that makes the shoes Yeezy? and shit. All yeah, right. Yeezy. All right. Whatever. But Your shoes are ugly too. Yeah, they are. I, I, you know, and that's I under like I dress with a lot of primary colors and stuff. I understand why people like those kinds of shoes, but I just they look like shoes an anime character would wear. I can't fucking stand. Wow, very true. Uh, but yeah, it's uh fourteen. Uh, it was a fourteen million dollar price tag for uh land out eight acres outside of wyoming called monster lake ranch and it, it i mean this i would love to fish there actually but it's got eight lodge units and it's known for its uh monster trout fishing so it's got like i think it so he bought he bought a pre-built ranch yes like he didn't buy just land no oh, no okay. pre-built ranch excuse me yeah he bought yeah okay. but it came on eight acres of land i phrased that poorly but oh, yeah it's cool. pre-built right. it oh, looks yeah, fucking I mean, sweet but it's just yeah, really funny that it's like hey my, my company just got a bunch of money oh hey 
Um, and I understand how budgets work. The $2 million probably didn't come from the same place, but, I mean, I get it. But it's just the whole thing is well, just also, so stupid. Stop telling me how much of a billionaire, billion, billionaire you are if you're going to take a couple million that, dollars That's my the actual problem is, like, how about you not buy this ranch and dump some money into the company for your employees, you piece of shit. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, like I said, he already forfeited 150 electoral vo- uh, votes. Um, you can look this shit up uh, in the... Um, FEC registry. You can look up who is actually registered to run for uh, the presidency. And let me... I, I, I forgot to check the total... Oh, shit. Candidates. I want to know how many people are running for candidate. So there are currently... I didn't write this down. There are currently 1,136 presidential candidates. Now... Shay, you and I both know that people do this. Like, you and I can run for president, right? Anybody can run for president. Uh, it's basically the only people they pay attention to are the nominees for the two major parties or the, the people who are have entered the primaries for the two major parties. Uh, and I would West say anytime there's a presidential election, look up how many people total are running. It's always like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's thousands, thousands. Like, there's this one guy, like, from Kansas who's run since, like, the 80s. It's insane. Um but uh, so if you look that up, there is no Kanye West running, but there is a and this is a direct quote, uh, Kanye D's nuts West. He is running. He's from Chicago, Illinois. He is his campaign is apparently housed at uh, 17, uh, 1977 Gold Digger Avenue. Sweet Jesus. Six oh six four nine. Shockingly, he has raised zero dollars. Uh, I just don't believe it. Yeah. So somebody in Chicago is playing a bit of a uh, a, a little a little of a prank. That's fine, everybody. Um, uh, but yeah, it's okay. Fuck, fuck Kanye. Like, it's so stupid. I don't care. But we had to talk about it. And the only thing I like to say is that uh, to quote uh, President Barack Obama, he's a jackass. <laughs> that guy's a jackass. I forgot about that. So good. What's actually really funny about that clip? Because you can see, I I can bring it up right now. We can play it. Um. Uh, uh, Obama calls him a jackass and then says, we're going to cut this, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to cut this, right? Shit. <laughs> yeah, that was good shit. Oh, man. A video. Is this here? Okay, here. Oh, here it is. Let's bring it up here. Uh, is it video? Okay, great, thanks. This is video of the President of the United States calling Kanye West a jackass after Kanye Sorry, West went out folks. the other day during the MTV Awards and uh, decided that he should be the guy who just... I got a lot of windows. You got a lot of books up? Yeah. Got to control, delete all these books so I can find the information I'm looking for. Justin right. is on the green, and this is the final stretch. <laughs> Shut up. Here we go. There you go. The young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. What's he doing? Why would he do that? He's a jackass. <laughs> no, no. This, all this stuff. That's a I'm assuming all this stuff. Where's the pool? Alright, so so after after he says he's a jackass, Barack Obama looks around and goes, I'm assuming all this stuff and then he makes the cut in motion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He says, uh, uh yes. Good stuff. Okay, Shay, fun stuff. What have you been into? You've been playing... Uh, Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us? Yeah. 
to get get through the get through the COVID nineteen. Yeah, pandemic. I'm playing. I'm playing the pandemic. Uh, my favorite of all post apocalyptic game series. It is so fucking good. Like the reason I bought a PlayStation Four was to play right, the the Last of Us remastered, and then also because I knew there would be a sequel on the PlayStation Four. So um, it's fucking great. It's it's a lot of fun. The violence is uh, disturbingly realistic. Um, and uh, it is, it, it's one of those ones where you're like, well, that made me uncomfortable. I need to go outside or something. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. People will talk in, I mean, you and I are five years apart. So where I was an NES, you were a uh, SNES kind of a, mm-hmm. you know generation. But people will talk about like people our age playing video games. Like, well, why are y'all still playing video games? Like, you're grown adults. I'm like, well, I mean. If you picked up golf when you were a kid, you just stopped doing that when you hit 30. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, yeah, the average, let's see, uh, the average, yeah, it's, like 40 yeah, now. it's like 34 now is the average, uh, 72%. I just, I just need to throw this out there. 34 years yeah, old yeah, is the yeah. average age of a gamer, which makes sense because that shit came out about 34 years ago. Right. And uh, 72% of video game players are 18 or older. So basically, yeah, yeah that's. Because, like, if you got into it when you were playing the Atari or the NES, and then they, they show you the Super Nintendo, you were rock hard for a month. Yeah. Until they showed you, like, 64. Then you were also rock hard for a month. And then, like, when they finally fix, um, you know, when I can turn my spare bedroom into the goddamn holodeck, uh, you know, I'll just get divorced and live there. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And it's like, That's the thing. It's like, like, when you pick this gaming up, you know, when you pick, if, if you were into video games at all, then it's something you carry with you. Like, I was into comics when I was 13. Fucking 40 now. I'm, I got so many comics in the basement, it's fucking silly. But I love all of, all of them, you know? Like, I don't want to throw any of them away. And what you're saying about The Last of Us is that the funny thing is, is, like, how some of the video games are super fun. Every now and then, one of them just, like, like really turns you inside out. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, they, they, some of the people put, like, some of the Mass Effect stories, I was like, woo. Most games what are... Did, what did I just do? Yeah, most games are kind of schlocky, um, you know, and a lot of times when a game tries to deal with a really heavy moral question or theme, um, it comes off a little hokey, but you're like, all right, I get it, that's cool, I like what you tried for there. Little, little ham-fisted. Yeah, little ham-fisted, not bad, just a little ham-fisted. Now, um... You know, not as ham-fisted as the, the political commentary of Supergirl, but anyway, uh, the fucking she's hot. Oh, so hot. Uh, we're so woke. Um, the uh, but like Last of Us Part Two and the first Last of Us, for that matter, are those rare games that get it. Like it is, you know, it is the the there. It is very violent. It is very dark, but it's very emotional. It's extremely well acted. It's very well written, and I am just so unbelievably rock hard at the prospect of the guy the lead direct the lead writer for the the last of us the last of us part two along with the dude that produced and directed chernobyl are making a last of us tv series for hbo and that's just amazing yes. and and just for anyone that doesn't know last of us the pre- it's a post-apocalyptic game it's not technically a zombie game but it's the same kind of thing the idea being that the cordyceps fungus that you read about if you don't know about it google cordyceps fungus it's a fungus that infects only insects um it and makes like ants crawl to the top of a leaf and then their head explodes with fungus and then something eats them and that's how it spreads uh it's it gets into the human population and and the game picks up i think the first game's like 20 or 30 years after everything is just falling apart and there's like not a lot of people left hence the title last of us Uh, right um so 
Uh, it's very good. It's super. It, it, it's a shame. It like, it's one of the few uh, exclusives that actually is never going to end up on anything else. Like, so that like one day, Justin, I'm going to send you my PS4, an old used PS4 with a copy of both games, just so you can play them. Because it's it's oh sweet. Yeah, one of the uh, that's it's they're just so fucking good and uh, they're so well acted and, and especially the new one. If you've got a PS4 Pro and a 4K TV, um, and during a lot of the scenes the the cutscenes and things that use the in-game engine like if you squint your eyes it looks like a, a live action it, it's it's pretty intense which makes the violence uncomfortably realistic uh stabbing zombies or whatever yeah nobody cares about that but like when you watch a character in the game get beat to death with a golf club because they did something to somebody else it makes you uncomfortable it's in in i i've watched the trailers and you know, of course i'm an xbox guy yeah. i haven't played haven't played the games but like I have, I have read the reviews, watched the trailers, and the thing I take away is that it is the kind of uncomfortable realism that you see in the movie The Road. Yes, yes, it is, and a very gritty portrayal of uh, a post-society world. But the thing that I love about it, and what keeps drawing me back, is all of the cities. It's not like Fallout where you play it and it's really drab. Everything's gray or brown, and and. To be honest, the real reason... It's was, all wrong. Yeah, it's... It was like all gravel. And the reason for that is actually more the engine the game was based on than anything else. But either way, that was like throughout a whole generation of games, that, that was kind of the look of a post-apocalyptic game. Drab, brown, sad. The story in Last of Us is very dark and sad. The environment is beautiful because nature is just growing over everything. Like there's a scene yeah. in the game I just went through where you're, you're riding a horse on a highway that leads into Seattle... And it's like the whole highway is covered in cars and grass that's like over waist high. And, and all the trees are overgrown and everything's covered in moss. And it's it's really cool because it's a very, you know, um, Days Gone is kind of like that too. Except mm -hmm. it doesn't do it as well because that only takes place like five. It looks like Last of Us, which is 40 years after the fact. But Days Gone is like five years. It, it doesn't. It, but anyway, it's a. Uh, uh, it, it's very cool, and it's it's one of those games. Like when the movie, when the show comes out, I'm I'm sure you'll dig it. If they keep it close to the story of the game, it's fucking intense because it's got a lot of that. Like it's like the early seasons of um, Walking Dead that's that are good. What drives you isn't the monster zombie drama; it's the drama of the people dealing with the situation. Yeah. Like in, in the Walking Dead, it, it really quickly became less about surviving the zombies and then surviving each other. Well, I mean, real talk, you can only being... follow the zombies for so many episodes before I'm like, all right, well, what do we, well, you know. Yeah. This, yeah. Well, also, the zombies are just, like, walking around. I'm like, dude, I kill, like, 50 zombies a day before breakfast. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are we you doing? Know, another good reason for that is the zombie effects makeup is very expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Um, no, I, I um, the uh, RPG um, genre at that time did just really sit down in this very like a drab, like engine based gravel background kind of thing. Yeah, it, even it even really, like it, even like uh, Mass Effect had a very sterile look to it. Yeah. And and a lot of that has and, to do with the, the, the graphics and engine capabilities of the time, but it it just became well, an aesthetic. Well and one of the funny things that uh, it's it's a uh, it's kind of an anomaly, but I and I played through it a little bit, but uh the um Kingdom uh Kingdoms of Amalore was a kind of a, a very uh, standard RPG trope, like, you know, a character was killed and brought back to life and has to go, you know, figure out where his spot is now in life. Then since, since oh, it I remember this game. Yeah. Well, the art director was fucking, uh, you know, was fucking uh, uh, Todd McFarlane from Spawn. Like, he got he got pulled into... I do remember got, that, reading that, yeah. yeah he, and so that was one of the more 
bright, like the 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 environments of Kingdom of Amalur and your armor and your weapons, all, everything was colorful. Yeah. Like, you know, the only thing that looked, anything that looked drab was like the building in town because they were just grit. They, you know, it was, a, it was a building, but a, all around it was like lush greenness and everything. So it was, it was a very stark as far as RPGs went as, as that time. Then you, you dig a little bit deeper and you find out that, uh, the guy who, the, uh, who created that gaming studio was a former, uh, Boston Red Sox pitcher. Um, uh, oh God, is it is it Mike Schuler? It could be Mark Schuler. I get that wrong, but he was like su- He's super racist now and into QAnon, and he uh, defaulted on like seventy million dollars. Like he created a gaming studio. They made one game, and then he went fucking tits up. And like the game's out there, it's fine, but it's still a fun game. But like, there's so much weirdness about that game. They're doing a a, a, a re-release. A, a, the uh, studio bought back the rights, and they're doing a HD remaster. So, kind of pumped for that. But no, yeah, Shay, like it was, a, it was, a, it was a time when everything was gravel. Everything was, you know, gray mutants hundred yards away. Justin, did you know there was a new trailer for War on Cybertron? Your mother said what? Uh, Eleven hours ago. So we'll, we'll we'll we can watch and discuss after the after the podcast. But just throwing that out there. All right. All right. Well, we'll, I don't. We'll, I don't we'll, need our listeners to hear me cream my pants when I watch a new Transformers trailer. All right. All right. So we'll watch that after the fact. We will dis- We will rewatch it next step, next podcast yeah. and discuss. I'm sure, you guys are on your uh, edge of your pro- seat. Yeah. They're like, God damn it! With these nerds, shut up. We will not. Um, so anyway, speaking of nerdy, Star Girl. Still better than it should be. Oh hell yeah! I just got caught up. It's you know what I love about that show, and it finally clicked. The wire work in all those other CW oh, yeah. shows: Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, uh, League of T- uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's all like if someone gets kicked up into the air and thrown across the 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 room, it's a CG dummy usually, or what? It just it they do. In Star Girl is like almost all practical wire work. Like it's yeah. it you know like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. If you don't want to talk about people are jumping and flying through the air and getting thrown across, and it looks so cool. Ka-ka! Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's great. Love that shit. That's the entirety of that whole movie. It's all- I fucking uh, love Stargirl. Now, Stargirl is great. Um, so the uh, for those of you who have not been paying attention, it's the it's the newest uh, CW show. Uh, Shane, I've been following it. Um, I'm way behind on both my uh, Supergirl, Flash, and Batgirl, but this came out and I've just been watching it. Um, it's it's so fun. It's so lighthearted. It's got a great vibe. Uh, the whole point is that the uh, I mean, we're like on the like episode seven or eight now, so we can do some spoilers. If you haven't watched it, but I am, it's on. It's on you. Uh, so the whole point is, there is a justice Justice Society of America, which um, is actually the comic book version. It's one of the original versions of the um, just Justice League. Back in the sixties, they broke them up, and they had like two or three of them every time. Yeah. But whatever, don't worry about. It. Um, so it's made up of a, a team of superheroes. Some of them are heavy hitters like Green Lantern and, and things like that. Other ones are less known like Dr. Midnight, things like that. But there was a, you know, this team it went up against the Injustice Society of America. I love how te- offensively literal the adaptation of Stargirl is. Exactly. The Injustice Society literally has a round table layer underground that they meet at in front of a giant portrait of themselves. It is just like yeah. that Super Friends cartoon from this fucking 70s or whatever. It's oh, yeah. it's amazing. Also, 
if you were to just go back and calling it the Injustice Society of America is just how campy every comic book was in like fifty seven to sixty five. Yeah. It's just that's that's how that's how goddamn just that that was it's it's oh god, it just drips with Isn't that when you got Bizarro Superman? Oh like, yeah, who turns out to be a sweet character. Don't get me wrong, but still, there's actually uh, I don't know if you've read. Oh man, was it? Uh, I want to say it was the uh, Continuum or the uh, Multiverse, where uh, there's the actual uh, there's a, a story plot of um, Lex Luthor growing his his own Bizarro. Yeah, and he's yeah, and and he just he's so devoted to Lex Luthor that Luthor is like almost like man, I this. Dad, I fucked up here. Like, I shouldn't have done this. Like, this thing is actually really, like, at its heart, sweet. Yeah. I really, I really fucked up here. I mean, he's even as Lex Luthor, I fucked up. I, I always um, love, because and they're, they're pretty rare, especially the modern incarnation of the character. But, like, over the years, Lex Luthor has these random flashes of, because he's, you know, super, super smart. And he's super immoral, but he does have critical thinking skills like nobody else. Like, every now and then, he'll do something and step back and go, Holy shit! Yeah, like, ooh, oh, that was bad, even for me. You know, yeah, that's that was a swing and a miss. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that one. Um, so, but here's the thing: so the Injustice Society of America killed the Justice Society of America in this small town in what fucking Rhode Island? Uh, California, I think it's like Blue Valley. Yeah, okay, I don't fucking know. Yeah. All right, so let's call it Blue Valley. Small town America. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but then fast forward 10 years and all of the kids of both the Justice League of America and the Injustice Society of America seem to be hanging out in the same fucking town. I'm sorry. One, the daughter of Starman is there. The daughter of Our Man is there. They're collecting other uh, teammates to, to flush out the Justice Society of America. But all of the members of the Justice uh, Injustice Society of America are still hanging out, having their own kids in the same town. We still haven't answered the question of why they all hung out there. No, and that, that's, been, that's been one of those things where, like, they, I really hope at some point they make some really stupid self-referential joke because I think that's where it's headed. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I have a complaint about is, yeah, I want to know why you stayed there because I, I, I want that to be some fun reveal later. Yeah. Fine, whatever, you know. Rub it in my face. I don't care. Also, I need more Grundy. Uh, that, got... I, th- I think they're handling Grundy a lot like the Flash handled um... – Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah, but the, like the, the fact that Solomon Grundy is in this show makes me so fucking happy. And he's so big. It's so great. He's so it's big. so great. That, that like they, the, it, the show is such a literal adaptation of, of the source material. It is ridiculous. Like, and it's funny too, because they're all, I mean, I know some people would argue with me, but I'd say almost everybody in the show is a B-list character. It's there's there's so many oh, characters yeah. I have to look up and go, who well, the fuck is that? Like like Dragon King, I was like, I don't remember who the fuck Dragon King is. Nobody, nobody does. does. But he's fucking sweet in yeah. that show. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Dragon King is a guy who does uh, genetic experiments on himself, his kids, and uh, he uh, I guess kidnaps people and like brainwashes yeah. them to be his servants. Uh, there's a point in the show where his daughter, who he gave abilities to. Uh, we just found that out last episode. Uh, she gets mad, just like murders one of them. He's like, you know, it takes two weeks to make one of those. Yeah, right? come on now. Yeah, it's like you're just you're fucking up my my groove here. And um, but yeah, Solomon Grundy. They keep him in this giant cell in the basement. I, I love Solomon Grundy. He's a low key uh, heavy hitter in the DC universe. He can take on Superman, but you know he can't fly. He's just 
just a big fucking unstoppable super strong zombie so superman has to beat his ass every now and then but it's so good like what i want to see and what i think we're getting we're coming to is with uh stripes in his uh you know his uh robotic suit yeah is gonna have a throwdown with with uh Solomon oh Grundy. god i hope so and I will watch that episode twice in a row, yeah. and I will get so drunk. And that's another is, like, the practical effects for that suit are fucking awesome. Like, yeah. when he's up and moving around, a lot of it's CG, obviously, but there's a lot of oh, shots of where they've got that practical version of it in the shot, and it's so fucking cool. Like, he's over there, like, sanding it yeah. and like, grinding on it. Shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's fun. Um, it's fucking Jason okay. Lee. Like, fuck off. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you, you got one of the, uh, you got one, oh, God, what is his name? It's not, uh... They're brothers. Will, it's not Owen Wilson. What's the other one? Which one's this one? This was the one that was in old school. He's got one of the Wilsons yeah. out. It's great. Yeah, watch it. It's fun. Um, I know you haven't been paying attention to Snowpiercer. Have you, have you picked that up? That's also the fun. The train movie? Yeah. Like no, no, it's a train movie. It's a train show. Oh, the show? No, it's based off a movie, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's it's based off the movie. They're they're doing a ten. Uh, I think it's oh man, seven years, ten years after the start of Snowpiercer, and seven years before the movie. So I think we're gonna get like, uh, it's fun. It's super fun. It's it's a super stupid uh, premise. Like we should all get on a train that drives around forever, because that's how machines work. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really liked that in, like, the second or third episode of the show, they were like, yeah, some people thought it would be a good idea to go into a bunker. Well, I bet, I bet they're dead now. We're on this train that circumvents the globe every year. I'm like, how does that fucking work? Like, who the fuck's keeping track of the whether or not the, the track uh, over the Dude, Atlanta I know. Okay? That, that is one of those fucking concepts that's just so silly. I hear it's a good movie. I've just never gone around oh, watching it. Movie's great. Show's fun. Uh, basically it started out with like, uh, somebody in first got, you know, cause the, the way the trains, uh, evolution has begun is that everybody at the front of the trains in first class, then you got second class, then you got thirds, and then you got what they call the tailies, which are in basically fourth class. The show is the only reason, like when you watch the movie, the movie basically says like, okay, this is how after so many years of evolution, we have devolved as a society into first, second, third, and, and you know, whatever you find out in the show that. The tailies weren't just like, you know, delegated to the end of the train. They were actually people that didn't have a ticket and stormed the train just as it was taken off. So, like, the conductor said go, and the doors were open in the back, and whoever could hop on while they hopped on, hopped on, and so whoever didn't have a ticket was relegated to the back. So, like, that's how you get that dynamic. It's like, all right, that's kind of cool. But I think what they're setting up is we're going to see the first of many seasons of, like, this was the tail the tail riding up to you know car whatever yeah one and then i i don't know if it's going to be renewed for a second season but i'm here for it like let's just every three years like see how far the rebellion gets up you know there are some uh some some uh some uh plot points that i'm not going to reveal because they're you know shay always bitched us uh-huh. uh, uh but he uh he has a, he's a tiny penis so nobody listens to what he says um <laughs> oh do you feel personally attacked? No. That's because I personally oh, attacked you. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Attack on Titan. Did you finish? How did I know? I haven't finished it. I'm like, I'm almost finished with the first season. Um, I would like to say that, and I've said this before, that with the dub, I can get more into it because. Well, the cat, uh, the voice cast on the dub is solid. Yeah. The voice cast on the dub is solid. They're a lot less more, I would say manic. It's, they're less the screechy. Cast, 
God, because there was some times where, like, you would have a character just screaming into, um, I think I told you this, like, uh, you know, Rachel had gone to bed, so I was listening to it on my headphones. And so I've got some character just screaming in my ears while I'm trying to read the words, and it's just so distracting. Um, but even in the dub, I can tell, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy would be screaming now. Yeah. Because, like, the dub voice is like, ah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this would annoy me. But I honestly, um, like I told you, I'd only gotten through a couple episodes before. I did not know that it was so involved in this. I thought it was just about defending, like, that walled city from the Titans. I didn't know that we would get into, like, humans generating Titans and then, like, different let me, types let me of t- Titans. Let me tell you something, that. Justin. You have I, barely I, I scratched the surface. Co- I know. And, I know, you, I'm, and I'm, like, I'm going to warn you now. They give you, they give you hints, and if you've already seen this, hints and, like, holy shit, what's in the basement? Plot spoiler. You will not find out till the end of season three. <laughs> well, like, you know, right now I'm in episode, I don't know, like, uh, they just, they had just had, they just had contact with the female attack yep. titan, and, and, and she Aaron just got his ass handed to him. Yeah, and so that happened, I was like, well, that's pretty cool, and they're, they're, you know, of course, on their way to find out what's in the basement, you've already told me that's a huge reveal of season three, um, but, you know, I, I, I I can't believe I waited this long to like actually find the dub and watch it. It's so it. good. It's good shit. Yeah, no, I mean that's it. It's great. It's uh, and it it it. I think it's just like as far as the anime goes, it's like a toss up between. If you'd asked me before I watched this, what's the best anime to watch? The the answer to that is and always will be Full Metal Brother, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, not the original Brotherhood. It's great. Oh, is that better? Oh, so much better. Okay, because so I tried to watch the, Brotherhood. I tried to watch the first one. I was like, oh, uh, no, Full Metal Alchemist is fun. It's good. Yeah, but it did that thing where the uh, it was being released as the book was coming out. Brotherhood is uh, where they go back, and it is a much more literal adaptation of the uh, the source material. It's a little so it's the same. It's, it's a, the same telling of the yes, story, but better. But it's, it's exactly oh, it's the I same story. It's the same story, but a little darker. Um, a little better animated, uh, and just more accurate to the manga. And it's it's got a it's got a finite ending that's very good. So it's only like what however many episodes it is. Um, it's it's solid. I fucking love. I it. thought that was a sequel. No, Brother, Brotherhood sequel. is the, that. See, a lot of people will watch Brotherhood and go, "Oh, this is stupid. It's just a retelling." Whereas what I did was I watched. I got about halfway through uh, the first Full Metal Alchemist version and lost interest and got onto something else. And then like. Two years later, went back and watched Brotherhood. Fucking loved it. It's so good. Well, see, that's perfect yeah. for me because I, I was the person that was like, I watched, I, I'd heard such good things about Full Metal Alchemist, and I actually, you know, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna take an, uh, you know, uh, put a soul in an armor, so basically it's a mech. Oh, I'm I'm all yeah. I'm all aboard, and uh, and I watched like I don't know, say three or four episodes, like I'm just not feeling this, and then somebody somebody like yourself said you should watch Full Metal Alchemist brotherhood i was like why would i watch the sequel no it's it's, I, couldn't it's the exact, oh, it's, yeah. it, I wouldn't say it's the exact same story but it's it's the it's it is the same story retold better because it's very it's much more accurate to the, the manga because they did at brotherhood after they finished the comic very interesting yeah did not know yeah that. it's good it's good i fucking i remember thinking the same thing and then i watched the first like five episodes i was like fucking giddy up let's go i've rolled a blunt let's do this i am ready to learn about the laws of equivalent exchange yeah, there you go. Let's learn about. Uh, oh God, what what did they call that? Was it magic? It was um, alchemy. Alchemy. Yeah, thank alchemy. you. 
I was, I was trying to think. That, that's, that's what, what I like about the... it is they try to church up magic. They science it up just enough to make it more fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because that's what they used to call the attempt to turn lead in the gold. Yeah, alchemy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should wrap yeah, it up. Probably. I'm sure we've said enough dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, fuck them. They're not paying yeah, exactly. us. Exactly. Fuck them. Joke them if they can't take a fuck. Yeah. So, uh, so did the let me find a place. All right. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Shay and I have a ball doing it. Uh, that's one of the things everybody's told me. They said, uh, actually, Shay, we got uh, some feedback from the last podcast. They said that uh, we have uh, radio voices, which I'm pretty sure means we're up. Uh, yeah, uh, Dad used to tell me I had a voice for radio. Yeah. And I, I distinctly remember going, hey, thank Oh. <laughs> or face for radio. Yes. That's what that was his. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, we enjoy doing the shit out of this. It's it's a reason for us to get together, talk about stuff we're interested in, and uh, just, you know, uh, it's a chance for me to talk to my little brother and have a good time. Hope you guys enjoy listening. You can always, you should be able to find us uh, anywhere you find your podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, all that shit. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about how much we drink, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, both of those are at Woodscast1776. Um and then, of course, you can shoot us an email at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com. We are on all the platforms Alex Jones is not allowed to be on. And I would like to uh, hold on to that 1776 thing when he is uh, gone and probably in jail. Hopefully. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Season means a production. That's what... Captain Hodger says, he says, seize them. Seize them. Seize them good. Seize them right into your pants.